Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where tonight my friends and I will be playing World War Cthulhu. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is The Angel of the Abyss. It was written by Matthew Sanderson, and he is also our game master. This will be episode two. Our recap will be given by David Gassaway as his character, Pierre Tourmont. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. David? Thank you. Great Mother, protect us. Operation Highland has begun. We uh, parachuted in at midnight the night before and met our contact Tasia, a very stern young woman who updated us on the conditions at the rebel camp, which we arrived at before dawn. She explained to us that the two groups, Elas and Ebes, are not getting along, one being right wing, the other left, and that there has been some curious uh, sabotage between the two groups that is unexplained. Also, uh, there has been fatalities among the group, but not from each other, they think, or from the Italian forces, but what is described as a great bear that attacked the patrol at night. Uh, in fact, we find the figures from Ides and Alas uh, in conflict that afternoon, uh, which we diffuse somewhat as we agree that we will find out who is conducting this nighttime sabotage. We also learn uh, from Vasilius of the situation in the village uh, outside of which this church lies, where the important figures are a teacher and a policeman who are supports of rebels, but are concerned that this activity will bring them trouble. And the local priest, who uh, Statis, who is very enthusiastic. He is also conducting uh, services on a daily basis and outside. And we suspect that this is why Anne has sent us here. But there is also the troubling matter of this uh, bear, which we learn attacked and killed a group of four on patrol who are armed, three of them dead. The survivor whom we met is very traumatized and disfigured. And so we have gone to seek this mysterious winter grease bear that kills soldiers in the hills. Uh, we find the uh, location where this battle occurred, the tracks of this creature and the humans it carried away disappear under the rocks. When we see in the distance, Italian troops enter the village where Sacre Bleu, we hear shots. I pray thee, great mother, protect us. Amen. Right, thank you very much, David. So that is indeed where we left it. Three rapid shots ring out across the valley. What do you do? I um, think that we should proceed, don't you? If we uh, take our binoculars, can we see anything from our current position? Yeah, you, you pull them out and start looking. Um, you probably, as you're scanning around, you're trying to catch any sign of life in the, in the village. And then you realise that pretty much the reason why you're not seeing anyone out and about is that they're all clustered in the middle of the, um, the, middle of the town. Um, specifically around the front of the church. And it's from there that you see the Italian patrol car retreating. 
and a few people running behind it, throwing what could be maybe broken bricks or stone after the truck. But it's retreating at such a speed that it's not being hit. And it promptly starts going back the way it came. So it comes back out of town and then starts heading west-east. So it starts heading back towards the train line. And there are a few people that run after it, probably to the edge of town, uh, end up throwing whatever they're carrying, shaking their fists, and then all start wandering back towards the centre of town where this where this commotion is evidently, that's where it's focused. So, so the cluster, they're, they're standing there, it's a living cluster or like cluster of bodies? It's people, they're moving around. Uh, there, oh. seems to, there seems to be commotion, there seems to be definitely, definitely the town is on the move as it were, that something has kind of rattled their cage. So the shots fired were not as I feared from the Italians. Uh, it seems as though the village itself is on the attack, which I, I do not know. Perhaps that would be a useful distraction for the uh, operation Harling. Yes. Well, Helen, as she's looking down there, can see that it doesn't look as though any of the townsfolk are armed. It, uh, could it seems that they, they just were gathered at the front of the church, presumably for a congregation for, part of, for a ceremony or sermon. You, you think the Italian may be fired into the air? a few times to get their attention. Well, but then the they... Italians the Italians then were repulsed. They turned around and fled. So maybe, uh, maybe it uh maybe them shooting the shot angered them and uh angered the crowd and you cut if there's only a few soldiers you're not gonna overpower a crowd. Exactly. So. Or the maybe the crowd didn't shoot, maybe they were from uh, cover positions, like in the buildings that opened fire on the truck. It's, it's hard to say. Did they all sound like the same gun? You know? So your, your soldiers, your people that have been exposed to combat before, you're fairly sure it was a handgun that was bang, bang, bang in, in rapid succession. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe they weren't paying attention to the Italian and he fired, like I say, he fired into the air. Because as I as we look down at the village, do they suddenly look like they're surrounding somebody they're grieving over, or are they just going back to their religious service? I'll ask for a spot hidden for that. Um, so okay. that'll be for, for anyone who's bringing out binoculars and having a look, because it's you are quite a way outside of town. So Yeah, I can't see from here. Maybe... See what their behavior is. Are they, is somebody harmed? Uh, uh, Carter? Um, oh, with my, oh, wow, 77's a success. The binoculars help. No, I, 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 I pass 77 out of 85. It's almost as if you're competent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, you do catch sight that there is a small group that's going away from the front of the church. Um, seemingly carrying um, both under one arm or one shoulder, carrying away the priest towards uh, what would be the equivalent of the vicarage. And I'm relaying this to everybody in my vicinity. Oh dear. Oh dear. This, oh. Uh, this priest is a very popular figure. This is uh, most dangerous. Should we take this dead, but... should we take it as an opportunity to go in and see if we can help? Well, I mean, the, it sounds like the, the operation's kicking off now, isn't it, uh, Harling? Well, that will be tomorrow night. Oh, okay. Uh, 11 so, p.m. 
oh yeah, well, with, with that in mind, then yeah, yeah, we should probably go in and help. Now, I've been warned that the people in the town are not necessarily inviting. So, we need yeah, to be... Vasilias requested of us that we uh, give them warning. I do not want to uh, have great attention with the rebel groups, so we must weigh this. Perhaps we should go back then and then go from there. Get yes. Them. It was said that the priest was vocal in his support for us, like very publicly vocally in support of us. Do we think maybe the Italians have got wind of that and maybe now they know? No, the, the, the Italians don't know that we're here. If the Italians know we're here, we're fucked. We're, we're, well, but if the priest is vote was very vocally supportive of us uh, and now they've gone into the town and apparently shot him, yeah, the, who knows why the Italian shoot? Already, this priest is <laughs> acting very strangely with these daily uh, public services. Perhaps the Italian, I mean, there was concern that this would draw the Italian's attention and that might lead them to us. I wonder if we should not uh, continue to seek a cave that contains the remains of the dead soldiers and then return in an hour and report this to the rebels on both sides. Option two. We could go towards the town. We have names. We could say, you know, we're, we're friends of theirs. We saw the commotion. We were trying yeah. to... There's no reason not to tell them the truth. We were looking for the animal that killed the soldiers. Uh, the villagers probably do not know about the bear attack. They did, they did deliberately uh, cover the site so it wouldn't be found by any uh. passing villager. Yes, I believe Vasilia has told us that only a few of the central people in town knew about the operation. Mm. The village as a whole is unaware. Well, I guess beyond everything else, we don't want to compromise our mission. Yeah. Merely must balance the mission of Operation Harling uh, against the mission of N. But I, we do. I do not know if the uh, if N's concern has to do with the priest, although we were told of him, or this creature in the mountains. N is, one thing. N is concerned with anything strange going on. He knows he's sending us in blind. The only thing I do not recommend is that uh, we split now and have only uh, two or three of us look for a giant killer bear in the caves. No, no. If we can, if we can rip all. If we can rip three people apart, well, two. Uh, yeah, it's probably best not for two of us to be walking around here alone. Well, looking up into the hills. Does does it look like there's a likely area? I mean, we kind of know the general direction that it went, uh, but without having to do mountain climbing. I mean, is that possible from the landscape ahead of us? Should we keep looking? Yeah, I mean, um, Mount Oeta, I believe it is. Yeah, Mount Oeta isn't exactly... It's not the kind of mountain where you could only ascend it via uh, via severe rock climbing. Right. You could walk all the way up to the summit if you wanted to. 
it's it gets a little steep in places it's significantly rocky the higher up you get so the vegetation just disappears and it is snow capped at the very top yeah. but other than that if if the person or the thing that whatever the bear in inverted commas went in a straight line i think we discussed this last time but if it right. took the kind of the traje- continued its trajectory from the point of where the massacre happened there's just rock and the mountain going straight ahead um, you would be going up the mountain and then over the other side of it before you got to anything even remotely interesting as a, geog- a geographical feature interesting as in challenging not interesting as though there cannot be caves or crevasses closer you would you would be as as i mentioned last time you'd be very surprised if there weren't any caves here right and because there's definitely uh, caves in mount uh it seems, to the south it seems less likely the higher we go the more animals we're going to find so if it's a bear or something he's going to probably be you know on our level of the mountain or yeah, for it, for it to go further up the mountain doesn't make any sense. Right. It would be much lower with a cave that's towards the valley floor. Well, so why don't we follow along and see if we see anything? But mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer we want to spend on this. Yeah, the the uh, this crazed wild bear attack is right up Inns Alley, as with the increased uh, religious activity. I'm wondering if the two are connected and whereas we can't ask a bear we could ask people in town i mean i think i think getting close to overhearing conversations in the town might give us more leads to succeeding an ends task this is a village of a few hundred people at most we cannot casually stroll by and sit in a cafe and listen to chitter-chat, even if we speak the Greek. Population is 1,100, and that number was quoted last time, yeah. so it's, there's a fair few people down there. We know if there's any, like, local legend of, you know, some creature in the mountain or anything like that. Well, it's it's Greece. The, one of our people, Tassi, is from the town of Lamia, and uh, the region is, you know, vampires and mm. witches there is, and there is something else that might come to mind though give me an occult role i got a triple zero so clowns killer clowns you know they dance yeah. on the mountaintops way under a full moon yeah scary as shit they gotta use that triple zero though <laughs> <laughs> you got it on the one roll where it's worth it Anyone with a success? Okay. There might be something out there, but you do not know it at the moment. <laughs> There's lots of legends in old countries, so. Mm-hmm. And you might seriously spook the villagers if you start talking about them, too. They, uh, you know. they can be quite mm-hmm. suspicious people. Although it's unlucky to be superstitious, but hey. Why don't we try the friendly approach? Why don't we go back to our camp, get an introduction, and then be on our best behavior and be friendly, and they'll open up to us, maybe. 
Yeah, so we, we basically have one day to get this done because Harling, actually, no, we have two days because it's at the end of tomorrow that it kicks off. So yes, yeah, so we have a fair amount of time to get that going. Matthew, do we know, you, you said in the beginning that we don't know the details of Harling. Because it's um, need to know. Right. Mm -hmm. But do our characters know what they're planning? Do they know that they're going to blow up the bridge? And we have learned that there is a bridge involved, and also uh, we have noted that it's on the, the rail line. So we have a good surmise, but not specifics. Okay. In fact, if you are putting those kind of pieces together, there is a map that I can show you. Now, as it was said, the whole point of Harling is that it's to disrupt the, uh, the transportation of fuel and supplies to Rommel's uh, North Africa core which is passing through Greece, then to being taken across the Mediterranean and to the North African coast. So the train line follows this route through here. There are three major bridges that go off the viaducts, because they are ancient pieces of architecture here, that cross over the three major rivers that intersect this train line. If you're going to disrupt anything in a particularly spectacular fashion that it would take a long, long time to repair, it's going to be one of those three viaducts or bridges. And given that you are here in Castellia, all of those three bridges are to the north. And they've already said that their task here is to intercept any, um, any reinforcements that will be coming up the train line from the south to the north. And Castellia is the town? Castellia there. That's the village where you, Townstroke village where you're based. And we're where the little uh, uh, parachute is? Uh, the parachutes here mark the locations where the original team for Harling were dropped. I see. So not, not necessarily where you are, but you were dropped in just outside um, Owen Nakori. I'm terrible at pronouncing these names. Inokori. In Oli, yeah. so you were you were just north of that village there, and then that's the route that you took walking across to get to Castellia last night. Okay. And actually, there's probably one we'll want to have a look at here, which is Castellia itself, to give you an idea of the layout of the place. Now that you've had a look from a higher higher ascension. So the main gathering that you saw take place where everyone was out the, um, out the front was outside number eight here. The, uh, again, the not again, number eight church. You, you get a, you're better at Greek pronunciation than I am. How do you pronounce that? Um, Evangelistria church. There That's you go. interesting right. word. So there's this clearing here out the front that's opposite the library. And if having a town, a town in Greece at this time, having a library, especially in a rural area, is unusual. But nonetheless, it is there. In what direction are we from this town? You are towards the northeast at the minute. So you mm -hmm. are outside of town with a clear view of the road that heads towards the railway. Got it. So with a high enough elevation that you can see into the town and hence see what happened with the Italian force retreating? We are on the slope of Mount Oeta, and the troop went back towards the railway or away from the railway? They went back towards the railway. That's where they came yeah, from in the first place. Yeah, yeah. 
exited the right side of the map. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're not really coming towards us. They're more or less just sort of going. Or running going, past you, yeah, yeah, to the south. Far, far in front of us. What does the school building look like from here? We are not far from it. Ah, it's a couple of stories. Um, it actually is surprisingly large. Again, given um, given rural Greek towns, this this does seem to be a bit of a, lo a local center of learning. Um, yeah, it looks like it could house quite a few kids. So it is definitely a double story. And also there's a phone line running from it as well. So the, the school does have a telephone. Very modern little place. Hmm. Yeah, apart from you can't really see many, much by way of electricity lines coming from here, but they've definitely got at least one phone in the village. All right, so where are you thinking of going from here? Uh, my preference is to hunt uh, this creature while there is light, but if uh, there is a stronger feeling that we must address the matter in town, then I agree. I agree with uh, um, Mademoiselle Bolter that we should talk to our rebel friends first and not barge in after there has been violence. Well, since we're since we're here in the vicinity of the of the beast, maybe uh, how many hours of daylight do we have left? Right, sun goes down, I believe. It's about eight. I'll double check. Oh, there we go. Sun sets at approximately seventeen oh eight, so eight minutes past five in the afternoon. All right, and and what is the current time again? You went after lunch, and it takes about an hour to get here, so it's probably about half one by now. Okay, so yeah, we could, what do you think, invest three hours or so in, in search up here for the beast? If we find a very complicated cave system, then maybe we stop and come back. If we find a few shallow caves, then we can explore them. If we find human remains, then we maybe come back with a party. Yeah, if we, if we can actually find the remains, that will help us yeah. quite a bit. Yes, especially, yes, there should be at least some scraps and things that we'll find. Uh, there will be somewhere they have the, the carbine. So the, the animal will not eat the weaponry. Or the clothing. We'll just have to keep going, see if I can pick up a trail to actually find the end point. But... All right. Agreed. It sounds, sounds like you're searching for caves. Okay. Um, I think it'll be mainly as you're wandering around. You can give me your choice of either spot hidden or luck to see whether you, uh, whether you either stumble across one or you see one off in the distance, wherever you're uh, wandering around. I'll roll a spot hidden. Oh, that's a hard success. Okay. Thelma's still looking up at the clouds. I mean, this weird kind of this weird lettering that's been spelled out in the clouds, you think, all this face that you keep seeing, it's just 
keeps drawing your attention for some reason. Clowns. Yeah. yeah. It's that point, pointed hat on its, you know, just unnatural angles. That uh, cloud looks like a clown to me. Oh, you got you got two people in on the clown cult now. <laughs> um, for those that succeed, um, you do indeed notice that a bit further down the slope from where you are, you do notice what look to be cave entrances. Um, no more than probably, if you're spending what you say about two or three hours wandering around. Yeah, you, you probably only spot about three, but you think there's there's almost certainly going to be more around here. I mean, the first one you find is very much just like an alcove. It just it goes like a, someone's but Pac-Man's done a clunk into the rock and taken a huge chunk out of it. Um, otherwise, the other two you find are a bit more, a bit more meaty. So they are not quite tunnels that go into the rock, but definitely openings with definitely ways that they expand out into another cave system at the back end of it. And even looking around those, you've got you've got lights, you've got torches. There doesn't seem to be any sign of any animal habitation of anything the size of a bear. No, no snagged clothing or uh, bloody handkerchief or anything around. Nothing hmm. like that. But you can give me, let's say, in the third cave that you go into, you can give me listen rolls. <laughs> I, I start hearing I start hearing clown noise. I don't <laughs> I'm hearing the same clown noises. Uh, but I got a hard that time. So dream okay. success. Ah, okay. Right. With with the complete fumbles thinking that someone's got bells on their shoes. Yeah, you, you are completely oblivious. Uh uh Thelma so got a hard. What did Pierre get? All right, okay, nothing there. So just just Thelma and Tom. Thelma's fairly sure that you can feel air rushing through here. So you think, yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, this this is definitely you can you can hear the rush of air go past you and you can feel it. It only comes in, God, maybe gusts every so often, just just when the wind blows in the right direction. Tom's fairly certain that he hears water. You hear just drip, drip, but as if it's landing and splashing in a large um, pool of water. This this cave must be large. Um, it's breathing, um, which large caves do. Um, I hear water. I also hear water. You hear water? Yeah. There could be a waterfall. There could be a, a pond, a pool, a lake. Yeah, I mean, looking around what you can see, there's no evidence of that to begin with. But you eventually, if you're working, where's the where's the gust going? You can see right at the far edge of the cave where it starts to basically slope back up into the roof. There's a crack and there's just blackness beyond it. And that's where you can hear the sound coming from. Um, how big is the crack? Big enough for a person to go through? Nowhere near. Uh, I mean, a, probably a rat could climb through it, but that's about the biggest thing that could get through it. So there's nothing in here that could get farther into the cave. Certainly not a bear. Oh, um, definitely not, no. As far as we know, none of the rebels 
come from uh, Galastria. They are gathered from around the country, but we have no local, we're no villagers are in our group at the church. At the, the camp? Yeah, is that so? I don't think so. I don't think they are. They, Certainly they, the level of leadership is not local. So also with these bodies, I was thinking, is it possible that yes, this bear or whatever took it? took them away but maybe humans got rid of the bodies people we, it's we a have... lot of trouble to go for out in the countryside yes but if it was a bear or something it would have, it would have taken it back to somewhere we would have some sense of where it'd be it seems like they there's no more tracks if they were eviscerated, there would be more blood or little bits here and there. Where my friends, I have the trail gone. I have uh, an absurd thought I must share with you. We have uh, we have really realized a few things. Yes, that only two bodies were taken away. It cannot be a bell that did this, and so we have a fourth person who is not identified. So perhaps the, the beast that killed two of the uh, rebels and maimed the third is the fourth. You're, we're going back to the werewolf idea. Something like this, yeah. But not attacking from the woods, but in the party to begin with, because ah. that is why we have only two missing. Well, I suppose if we want to put it, we, we mentioned local legends and things like that. I believe that the Mamia is a woman that can appear to be a woman and then change into some sort of monster, a kind of vampire werewolf thing. I don't really know that legend very well, but I've heard of it. Alexis was with three men on the patrol, though. Uh, Stephanos, Leonidas, and Thanisis. Maybe she's the creature. <laughs> well, she's had her eyes poked out. And we still have uh, one body missing then. At any rate, we cannot, I, I think what, a cave of the size, it must have an, a name in the village, right? Uh, oh, there's no opening to the outside. Not necessarily. It's not a tourist trap, which is when it would get a name, probably. And this uh, mountain is the one that has the ancient Rowan monastery on the top? Not on the top, but it's on the slopes, yeah. It's on the slopes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think that we've spent enough time doing this. Maybe, maybe we come back. Uh, but uh, I think we need to check out the village. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, definitely a priority. I want to put a few grenades through this crack in the wall, but uh, not until we talk to someone about what is here. Well, is it limestone? Is it? It probably it probably would be. Yeah, you might not even need to do that. You could probably hack through it with a a, a shovel. It's usually actually pretty soft rock. Mm -hmm. uh, it would take time. Mm -hmm. Oh, have any of you got the demolition skill? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, taking a look at that crack, 
Sam, you think a well-placed charge could probably open it up enough to climb on through. Well, but, yeah, there's definitely no way a human can get through it as they currently stand. The size is just too it's just too small. Well, we could blow our way through. It seems like the best bit. I feel like that's so, an excellent way to draw attention to ourselves. Yeah. That'll, well, that'll ring out through the valley and alert the Italians. You know, a well-placed cough would hide it. If you, if you did it carefully, like I say, if we took shovels and we scraped a crack into it and then put it in the crack, it might just snap it off, just enough to snap it. You know, it's, yeah. if, it's, if it's limestone, limestone, that's how they... That's how they cut limestone. They just put a crack in it and then put a little. Could we try that? Could we try that with our entrenchment tools? We I mean, could try. Yeah, that would that wouldn't be too hard. I'll just take out my, my entrenchment tool and just start hammering away at the uh, at one of the cracks. The likely ability comes in play again. <laughs> Love it. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not even surprised anymore that he has that. <laughs> <laughs> Right, um, uh, entrenchment oh. right, if you're having a hack away at it, yeah, give me a strength roll. Oh, oh no. Yeah, maybe some... <laughs> do, do you, it, if you can, I'll give it a go if you're... Oh, wait, wait, a 32 out of 45. Yeah, pass. Okay, so reg regular success. Yeah. Yeah, you, you start hacking away at it. You realise the crack does go a fair way into the rock. This is probably the best part of six feet, you think, that it's curved, that it goes back before it opens up into whatever's on the other side. But it by hacking by hacking away at enough, you can kind of get well, kind of your, from your shoulders up further into the crack to get an idea of what's in there. Um, you think from looking at this maybe poking around with a torch shining away inside there that it is a much larger cavern on the far side that is probably an under underground lake because you you can hear a lot of water dripping away in there and and uh just looking around from the group who who looks like the biggest uh brawniest person here on a scale of 100. Guessing Jack the Commando. I have 75 strength, oh. so maybe. Yeah. What's your size? My size is 70. Oh, so you got a big old damage bonus, don't you? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. Here, here, Jack, try this. <laughs> All right, I, I thought I'd let you give it a go. I'll step in. <laughs> give me a strength roll. Here's where I fail. Can I spend five luck to pass that? You, you can you... spend as much as you like. <laughs> uh, uh, you just don't want to be. Uh, you just don't want to be shown up, do you? No. <laughs> I will spend five luck. There we go. Okay. You. You. In which case, you start hacking away at this as well. You make a little bit of an improvement, and yeah, I mean, you can definitely tell there's there's something much much bigger on the other side of this. But how big? It just seems huge. Well, we, we can get through this. It'll take a little while. I feel like there's something bigger on the other side that might be worth taking a look. And there's no light in this internal lake. Only the light that you're shining inside um, it. 
Is it is it cold in there? Colder? Oh yes. Yeah. Should be about fifty-four degrees there. Uh, I don't know. So. Do we have any flares? Yeah, I think you probably would have flares. Well, I am not sure what we are doing this for. We were looking for a bear, but we're, just we're, doing it we're looking it. for a man killer. We know is not a bear. We're looking for remains, and there seems to be a larger. But there case. was just a crack that a yeah, rat the, couldn't get through. The assumption would well, be that there was another entrance somewhere to this uh, larger yes. space. Okay. Which is why I ask if there is light from some other source. One, the one thing also you're clearing of the uh, widening of the crack would reveal is that there is more of a wind. So yeah, you are opening a sec. You are opening the crack up to reveal a much larger cavern, or probably what you think would be a series of caverns beyond it. But again, there's no way anyone could have squeezed through this thing before you started hacking away at it. But there could be other entrances. You In fact, there's almost is. definitely other entrances. There was wind. Way. There was yeah. Well, should we open it big enough to at least get a look at it? See the lake close up and then leave if we have to. You have, Jack, a suitable charge that will uh, allow us in and not bring the roof down on us? Oh, I'll pull out one of the, just out of my back pocket. Not back pocket, like, yeah, back pocket, why not? You just keep some lot around. Here's one I prepared earlier. Just glad yeah. to sit down on it. Mm -hmm. okay. Hey, when, you, when you're going out in the woods, you never know when you're going to need it. So before he does that, I'm going to go to a position where I can uh, easily see where the Italians retreated down, and I'm just going to look very intently uh, at their position or where they left. They are well out of sight by now, and it doesn't look as though anyone else is following, uh, kind of returning from that same direction. The road's clear, um, although... Yeah, actually, I'll throw, this, I'll throw this towards you. Um, you do notice beyond the road on the other side of the valley, um, you can see what look to be two figures uh, walking in that general direction. So from the west to the east, having bypassed the town, and they are wearing what look to be rebel uni um, kind of resistance uniform. Um, these are two members of the Elas, the left wing leaning group. Uh, two men with rifles slung over their shoulder, trying to do their best of hiding between um, hiding using vegetation to mask their route. But it seems like they are they are heading out towards that end of the valley from where the Italians went. Okay, so they're they're doing their job. They're gonna carrying attacks, keep them on edge and and probably the, the, the our guys know about the village. They probably saw what happened or heard what happened. That is suggested, I believe, yes. Uh, Carter, can you see if there is still a, a procession of the religious? Or has the public square uh, grown more quiet? Oh, I think I see. I think I see. Yeah, most of the crowds dispersed by now. So they, they look as though very much they're going back towards their, basically back to daily life. So there are people out on the streets. There are people uh, moving between shops. And it seems like a normal, a normal village day. Uh, there is still a little bit of a gathering around the vicarage uh, where the where the priest was taken away to. And he was taken away with people kind of carrying him under each arm. 
So he didn't look as though he was dead, but they were they were helping him get back to the church and um, get back to the vicarage. Jack, see if you could like drill a little hole or something in this very small church um, so that it doesn't make a lot of noise but cracks the stone. Yeah, I can I can attempt to do something like that. Yeah. I have also studied the demolition a little, perhaps I can assist. Okay. The, very briefly, the, the the Italians that fled when they went out of sight, how mm -hmm. far is that? Is that like five miles? It's or not, it's probably more? not that far, but it is definitely in an increment of miles. Because if it's just like a couple miles, yeah, this is going to be heard. Not necessarily. But if it's, if it's if like it's just ten a, miles. If it's just a firecracker sound going off. We're not blowing up the mountain. <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, I figured a stick of dynamite significantly. That would be too them. much, probably. That would cause the whole thing to collapse on us. Yeah, you reckon bit. it's a couple of miles. You reckon it's a couple of miles to the um, to the train line, but yeah. it depends on where their their base of operations is in relation to the train. So they're going to be at least a couple of miles away. Okay, and if this is going to only be like like an eighth of a stick, then yeah, okay, all right. So, <laughs> Don't worry, Carter. I, I kind of know what I'm doing. Oh, I figured. Kind of. That's remarkably reassuring. Give me a demolitions roll and see how well you do. <laughs> I'm, I'm a commando. I only, I have to be able to do certain things. This is where he asks, "Can I spend 25 points of luck?" <laughs> <laughs> no. Here's where I go. I got 99, and I can't do anything. <laughs> Right, uh, Pierre, do you want to give, as you said, you've got demolitions. Do you want to give me a roll on that? Uh, to, uh, basically say no before he goes to like... That's the red wire, the red wire. Deep nine, we're all going to die. I would very much like to help. However, I rolled a 75 for my 25. Okay. And I Global. think this means the fates have spoken. I could spend 50 luck and have a little <laughs> luck left, but I think that fate has answered. I'm going to blow myself up. <laughs> right. Well, no, it's it's not quite that. This this is the uh, this is the Operation Harling moment of you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Um, you think, well, this would definitely be a good position to uh, to try and widen the crack. So you end up drilling a hole into the rock. You put your little bit of a charge in and then wheel out the, uh, the detonator, Go pull up the plunger, and then whoop, there is indeed a boom inside the cave. It's not a, a tremendous boom, but the rockfall that follows is much, much louder. And you just hear this and this almighty crunch as the ceiling comes down. And after the uh, the dust finally settles, you, you not only open, opened wide enough that crack for people to have got through, you could have probably got a train through it, and that's what brought the roof down. I may have miscalculated by a little. Demolitions expert? Is that, is that what you said you were? Uh, no, I just said I knew a little a passing, about that. A passing familiarity with it. They almost definitely heard that in the village then. Might have felt it in the village. There, well, in fact, there's not a, an avalanche starting, is there? Or? 
No, but you, you have pretty much brought that side of the cave down, the interior of it, the ceiling came down, and pretty much the whole thing is now buried behind about probably about 20, 30 feet of rubble that wasn't there before. I hope that's not like their water supply. <laughs> <laughs> well, that hasn't happened before. Usually, I'm pretty good at this stuff. Should we, uh, should we leave like naughty stepchildren? <laughs> well, Helen right. can definitely see looking down at the village that yeah, a few people have noticed this uh, this sound from up on the uh, up on the slopes. If anyone asks, it wasn't any of us. <laughs> well, what now? I mean, we're and already so... here. We already did it, right? <laughs> my... May as well. <laughs> Could we just continue in? Is there, did we obliterate our ability to see into the next cavern or is there a, a greater, yeah, we need- you, you brought the roof down in the cave. Oh, oh, so now yeah. 30 foot of rock separating you from where that crack used to be. Oh well. I made it worse, yeah. Oh. It was a group effort. <laughs> Hopefully in the process we got rid of the bear. But also, we might have got rid of some. We might have covered some evidence. So. We might have just collapsed the cave. So, well, shall we go back? I'm afraid there is little yet for us to do here, and we might as well not be here if the villagers come to look. And we didn't do it. On the plus side, if you wanted to uh, exert some spin on this. Um, you've got another cave, at least down the way that you went into, which was similar to this. If you were able to replicate that uh, spectacular piece of demolitions, that would indeed be a distraction if the Italian forces uh, did come back this way. This is a very excellent way to present uh, our activities this afternoon. <laughs> we just did a little bit of landscaping. Hey, where are the uh, where's the landscape gardening crew going next? What is the plan? I think we need to go back. Yeah. Okay. All right. Keep uh, safe. Okay, so you're heading back to the uh, back to the church on the outskirts of town. Correct. All right. Um, you start heading back there then. Um, Give me who has the lowest luck in the group. Sixty-five. Same. Same. I have forty-five now. Hmm. Yeah, fifty-five. Jack, you can give me a roll. Uh, yeah. Forty-seven. <laughs> you missed it by that much. Yep. Right. Forty-seven. Okay. Um, uh, in which I need case to you'll... throw the dice. I need to throw my dice away. <laughs> you want to retire them and get another set. <laughs> right. You start heading back as a group then towards the towards the church. Uh, you don't encounter anyone on the way, but you do notice. Uh, let me double check the name to make sure I get it right. Mm -hmm. Uh, you do notice Tassia, uh, that she is doing a patrol over the north side of the valley. So you're pretty much going 
east west she's going west east a little bit further up the valley than you are but you notice her she kind of just raises a hand to you and carries on going so at least she's she has seen you out and about and then as you go back down the main route towards the church you don't notice anyone else so you arrive back at the church by probably about so you spend about a couple of hours two three hours doing that it's going to be getting close to dark by the time you get back so you've probably got about another hour of of daylight left yeah. and people seem to be starting up the normal evening routine i mean there's obviously people in the mess uh, the mess tent the dinner's being served uh, those that aren't uh, taking meal now are still are, are out on patrol or doing patrols around the camp. You can see there's still people that are around towards the back, keeping an eye on this, uh, the various the various huts there where they've got their armaments, their equipment, etc., to stop any sabotage taking place. Um, you are met when you get back by uh, by Yanni, the other rather gruff um, Elis member. Um, he it comes over to you as you arrive back and asks, "Ah, oh, so how was the how was the day? Do you, you accomplish much?" I think we can say uh, justly that we have learned a few things, but accomplished uh, rather little. Ah, uh, do you know what happened down in the village, Yanni? Yes, we actually have uh, one of the locals. He gestures behind him, so, uh, behind him to the church. He says one of the locals came to uh, to see us. The uh, the school teacher, Katina. So she was just informing us of uh, what happened, and he kind of gestures for you as a group. If you want to, yes. if you want to ask her anything, she's mm -hmm. still here. So he leads you over to inside, where talking with Vasilios, his boss. Uh, there is Katina, who looks like this. So she has the kind of almost traditional look of a librarian about her, say half moon glasses, uh, long, fairly slender, uh, slender body, say long neck, hair quite neatly uh, combed back in place. Looks a little bit stressed, as if it's been a very long day already. And yep, she's talking with Vasilios, and they both. They both turn as you come into the main body of the church and say, oh, welcome, welcome. And so you'll start to introduce uh, yourselves to her, saying these are our uh, members from overseas, our friends from overseas that have come to help us. Thank you so much, Katina. Mm -hmm. She uh, kind of, you can see her tense a little bit more when mentioned about overseas. And yeah, she just kind of, you can almost see her imperceptibly shake her head from side to side. We bringing more people here is just uh, just increasing the risk. There was an Italian patrol earlier that came in. Hmm. There was a commotion in town, then they left quickly. Were you uh, aware of what was going on there? I was there when it happened. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a patrol that's come into town a couple of couple of times over the last. Over the last few days, they almost seem to be uh, taking a daily attention now to the uh, to the sermons that Father Iordano is giving in the giving in town. I, the way I read it, is if they're worried that he's growing or breeding insurrection in the town, that he's deliberately trying to get a 
a force to act against um, the occupying force. And he didn't help his cause with some of the stuff he said. And it's uh, not not the cleverest of rhetoric that he decided to spout. So when the when the Italian troops turned up, they just made their presence known in an effort to try and intimidate him, uh, intimidate him to stop his sermon. Instead, he he just started yelling at them about how they how the Almighty, the wrath of the Almighty, will descend upon them before they're cast into the endless abyss. Really, uh, really kind of hyperbole uh, rhetoric, and the lead the lead Italian came up and pistol whipped him. And then had to then had to shoot into the air to stop the front row of the congregation rushing forward and taking them down. And they they just managed to get out with their tails between their legs and and ran back. Ran back to do, wherever. It do is you they suspect they will come back with a greater force after? Oh, certainly. Yeah. The father Father Stasis, Stasis was not shot. He was just beaten. Yeah, he he was hit uh, very admittedly very badly. Um, he's he's currently in the in the vicarage recovering he's probably going to be in bed for the next well hopefully the next couple of days because i think he really should stay in bed at this point and not go out to to continue his sermons he's i mean he's bringing the town together but i don't know saying stuff like that he's really he's really put a red flag to a bull here uh what what sort of things is he saying? What what is the gist of his sermons? Oh, he's convinced that he's that he's I don't know, saying that he's been taught that he's been told by God that God's chosen ex executioner has come, that soon they they will wipe the Italians from our from our lands and drive back the oppressing forces, that yeah the. So the angel of the Lord has come to protect them, that the forces of heaven are on our side, that God walks with us. And it's, it's almost as if that we are, we are the righteous for God is on our side and that these ungodly Italians are going to be driven from our land and it's going to be religion that's behind it rather than, rather than the hand of man. Well, historically, that has been... The church has always claimed that uh, it was God that drove back the bad guys when they did. Mm. Yeah, she, she mutters, you know, crusades, death toll then and death toll now. The Turks, not specifically, yeah. Um, Is it, has, um, has the priest always had these open air congregations? Is that his usual style? Um, she shakes her head. No, no, this is only something uh, fairly recent. I mean, this started. Oh, she, she kind of starts trying to work out in her head when it began, and da, 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 da. as the GM looks back through his timeline and tries to remember the exact date. It's probably been a couple of weeks. Oh, so very recent. Was there some yeah. event that uh, was there something publicly that happened that changed his approach? No, um, I honestly can't think of anything 
anything that happened at that point. But it was, if I remember right, it was probably, yeah, it was a couple of weeks, no more, probably the a couple of Sundays ago. It was just a, a regular sermon that he, uh, a regular scheduled sermon that he held, but it started to take on this more, this more preaching aspect, this more vocal, more passionate tone. And, uh, and, when, hmm? and when did the bear attack start? Uh, the bear attack was on Friday the 20th of November. Just a few days ago. Okay. Yeah. So that was, in fact, four days ago, because it's the 24th yeah. oh. now. So yeah, two weeks, four days, that's, there's no yeah. direct correlation. This um, <clears throat> Italian patrol, were they pretty much ignoring your village until the priest started proselytizing out in the open? This yeah. is what they, kind of gathered their attention? They were coming by weekly, then they started mm -hmm. coming by three okay. days, and now it's daily. Right. Because they're worried about large scale large scale gatherings of people because it is potentially right. something that could lead to a riot. It's a, a mass gathering. It's it makes sense why they're suddenly looking into this. Well, perhaps uh, now that he's that Father uh, Stathis is injured, you'll you won't have any gatherings for a few days, do you think? Well, that's what I what I say. Hopefully, I mean, I'm I'm fairly close to him. I mean, we're between myself, him, and the constable. We're the, effectively the three, or the three pillars of the community, you could say. So, would you? I'm hoping he was. Hmm? Would you mind if we came into town? Uh, she kind of almost does that plumber thing of breathing through her teeth uh, for a second. Well, why would you want to come into the town? Well. I have interest outside of our current mission. Um, I'd like to, to talk to your father, Stathis. Is that possible? Does he speak English at all? Uh, he, he does a little, yes. Um, likewise, myself and uh, the constable also, well, as you can tell now, speaking, speak English. Uh, if you wanted to speak just to the, just to, uh, Father Stathis, then she kind of ums and ahs and kind of cocks her head to one side. This would be the point where you give me a persuade roll. I personally am very interested in seeing your village library. Are you kidding? Was that another double zero? No, I've got, but I've got 75 persuade and I rolled a 99. Oh, ouch. Do you want to spend a load of luck? Or... It's a lot of luck to spend, isn't it? Uh, or do, push, or, or do you want to try and push it in some way and maybe risk some uh, negative fallout if she refuses? Uh, how about I, yeah, I'm going to try, I'm going to push it. I'm going to try and be, do I still roll persuade the same as before? Um, yep. I'm going to try to do that sort of thing that I did with the guys and make it kind of, you know, Tell them, tell her about my family. See if I can get her more trusting of me. Oh boy, okay. what's going to happen? <laughs> she could pull out a gun and shoot me in the head. I got a 
oh wait, do I have to get better than well you have half? to succeed. I succeed. I, I succeeded. <laughs> I got 69 out of 75. Oh. In which case, she doesn't this seems to be a tactic that works. I mean, she does start to warm up to you a bit. And she says, Yeah, I don't see any problem then. Um I mean, did you want to go now or did you want to wait until the morning? Well, it's dark. Um, it's starting to get dark, isn't it? Yeah, you've got about an hour before the sun goes down. Um, how far is the village? How, how long would it take to? Uh, with, with a push, you could get there in about half an hour. I could be back here half an hour after dark or so. Mm-hmm. What do you think, guys? Should I try it? I... I think that this uh, Father Statis is of great interest. And again, uh, I am curious to see this village library. So uh, it is not safe to go back and forth alone, I think. But if a few of us go. I think this okay. is a good idea. This is in line with what Anne wants us to do. So I'm fully we, we, we simply must be back in time to prepare for tonight's hunt of the serpent correct yeah and that is not until that is a uh, a mission for for later anyway right it's after 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 the after we start to wind down for the evening yeah all right so i'm going well okay. going oh, uh, see Okay. In which case, Katina looks to uh, to Jack and Tom. Uh, do you also you also want to come, or are you staying here? If we're with Katina, we should have. I mean, they're they're not going to attack us, obviously. Uh, I I'll come anyway, just in case we Italians decide to mm-hmm. show themselves. Uh, this is a point. We do not know when they will come back with their retribution for being chased away today by peasants with rocks. Exactly. Even if I just like do a few patrols, well, as long as they, they don't mind me, doing a few patrols to make sure it's safe. Keep an eye out for the Italians, because uh, they, as you said, Pierre, they might want revenge. Right. In which case, then, as it starts getting dark, the uh, the six of you wander back towards the village. Um, the lights are starting to come on in various homes as you're um, reaching the outskirts. Again, as it, it's not electricity, had electricity has not made it here yet. So you're seeing lots of oil lamps being lit, fires in houses, and so on. And it seems a nice, cozy, comfortable, comfortable little place. It's definitely got a feel of community about it. Um, there's definitely some sounds of joviality and just general life carrying on really here as you move through the town and you get to the, the center where the church and the library are and then the vicarage next to it so you're pretty much within a few meters of each other really so who wants to do what first Well, I said that I wanted to talk to the priest. Should we get a look at the church first? I mean, the reason why we're really here is because we suspect there's something supernatural going on. Mm-hmm. So. 
I'd uh, like to take a look at the church. Yeah, also we will see if Katina wants to give us a small tour or if she wants to hand us over to someone. I assume she is the one who will uh, let uh, me or us into the library because it is evening, it must be closed. She's the teacher, so she's kind of a good one to show us around. Yeah, I mean, she definitely has the case. If you can continue to make her feel warmly toward you and she will give us a little village tour. Okay, in which case, as you arrive in this this area, um, you do notice there is a man that stood by the front door into the vicarage, uh, very much standing guard, and looks like this. So he's a uh, huh. he's a quite uh, tall guy. Uh, he's kind of almost like a again like a mountain that walks. Uh, got a bit of a short, stumpy neck, though. It's almost as if his neck just descends into his into his chest. Um, otherwise, fairly fairly rugged. Is a uh, fairly strong-looking guy, you think? Bit weathered face. He's definitely he's definitely seen some stuff. And his kind of eyes narrow slightly as you, uh, as a group, come into the come into this area between these three buildings. Uh, no one else is around. But then he, he kind of just nods at uh, Katina and then says something in Greek. She replies and gestures for you to, as a group, to come over to see him out of the front, um, outside the front of the vicarage. And at which point, when you get close enough, he switches to English um, in a nice, quiet tone so it doesn't carry very far. Saying, you, you are with the, with the resistance? Yes. Oh, he again just shakes his head. What? What? Why are you? Why are you in town? I thought. I thought you people were keeping out to the um, to the church. Hmm. Monsieur, uh, uh, sir, as uh, matters here in the town have escalated, uh, and we are part of the uh, intelligence organizational structure for the operation coming. Hmm. We felt the need to have a, a, a small understanding uh, so that we may communicate this information to the other participants. Uh, we certain, uh, you know, Madame Katina will be guiding us and we will make no display of ourselves in the village. Okay. Um, I can understand that, especially in wake of what happened this afternoon. We're very concerned about uh, Father Stathis. You're not the only one. Is he all right? Well, he's taken a large, a large bump to the head. Uh, he's well. We've recommended he stay in bed. We we hope he hasn't got concussion, but it's it's a possibility. He he was hit hard. Mm. It is very very brutal of the Italian. Uh, do you think it is possible to give the priest some uh, laudanum or something that will convince him to rest? Because it seems as if his religious fervor might take him to the street, no matter how badly he is injured. Uh, if at the uh, the prospect of actually getting him to sleep, the guy perks up a bit, he says, well, if, if you have something that can sedate him, I won't object. I mean, he's still... When I checked on him a few minutes ago, he's still awake. 
So if you if you wanted to go in and convince him to take something to uh, to calm his nerves and to to settle him, then by by all means. So it keeps him off the uh, off the steps of the church tomorrow morning. All the better. So with that, he turns around and opens the door um, opens the door up to the vicarage and offers for you to step inside. Uh, you find him easily if he's in his bedroom upstairs. So straight up the staircase, and it's the only room up there. Um, we want to ask him some questions beforehand. I'm just saying that to Pierre, <laughs> obviously. You're muted. Sadly, I have no drugs anyway. I was going to whisper, who has the laudanum? Does anybody bring morphine for his own pleasure? Well, first aid kits that you'd be dropped in with will have at least um, your personal morphine supply for if you need, if you were injured. Yeah, I, I may have a little, could have a little extra because I have quite high in first aid, so maybe that is a I'll buy that. I think that's very likely, yeah. It's very, yeah. But first we learn what is in the priest's mind. What's, if anything, he has been contacted by or but uh, realize, of course, it might all just be nonsense. We'll have to see. All right, so let's go up and uh, should we bring something with us, tea or? I'll get a I'll get a glass of uh, water or something from the kitchen to pull the. Oh, the morphine's not pills, is it? Or is it pills? Uh, they're not really ampules, so I think it. A... Yeah, it would be an injectable. Um, does uh, did is Katina joining us to visit Stathis? Um, she will ask if she actually, if you want her to come inside as well. Otherwise, she'll quite happily stay outside with the, with the constable. Did she say he has limited English, or he speaks English well? It's it's limited. So he he will be. You kind of can maybe catch the gist of what what he says. So having someone that might be able to interpret a bit better there might be might be helpful. She might freak out though if we start asking certain questions. <laughs> no. mm -hmm. really we can ask her to come in and explain something if we are confused. Okay, that sounds good. In which case, she, she says, You know where you can find me. I'll be outside if you need me. All right. Okay. Um, the inside of the house is pretty dark. Uh, it doesn't seem that any of the, the lights, or rather, any of the lamps have been turned on. Um, but you can see with the ambient light that's left, there is a stairway that goes upstairs to a landing, and then there is just the one bed, there is just the one room upstairs. It's not a particularly big vicarage. And you can hear at least moving around up there. Right. At least the squeaking in. Okay. There's a uh, pause, and then in Greek, there's, well, he says something in Greek. Um, I'll open the door. Uh, good evening. Um, in which case, there's inside the room that you see, it's very sparsely furnished. Um, there's pretty much a bed 
uh, there's a bookcase with some book uh, with some books on it. There's a writing desk with a candle that's on there, which is uh, which is lit. So it does provide a little bit of light in the room, but it's still fairly fairly dim. Uh, a window that looks out over the back garden, and a couple of things first that you spot. So first of all, there is the priest himself. Giordano. Uh, he's still dressed in his robes, but he's been, it looks like someone's helped him into bed. Uh, you can see his shoes are kind of sat on the, um, under the bed where they've been tucked in. But otherwise, he's then covered up by his blanket and then obviously his robes underneath that. Which, considering the, ro um, considering the room is pretty cold, at least it means he's going to be keeping warm. Uh, at least as best he can. And then above the bed, there's something that looks a little a little odd at first inspection um it's you think probably a woodcut hmm. that's um almost the opposite of what you'd expect you'd expect the guy on the top to be the good guy and the devil to be on the bottom well it like St. Um, Michael destroying the devil, but... If that's what it is, uh, people can give me an occult role if they like. What are you in? Nope. 31 out of 10. I will oh, spend five luck to get it from a 10 to a 5 to succeed. Okay. Well, in which case, you are able to identify what um, particular um, figure this represents. Now, it's described in a few different ways in the, um, in the Bible. It's both as a place of destruction and as an archangel of the abyss. Uh, this is Apollyon, or that's in Greek, or Abaddon in Hebrew. Um, in the Hebrew Bible, Abaddon is used with reference to a bottomless pit, often uh, appearing alongside the, I've probably got to butcher the pronunciation again, the Sho Shoel, uh, the realm of the dead. Sheol. Sheol. There we go. Um, in Revelation 9.11, Abaddon is described as the destroyer, the angel of the abyss, and the king of, uh, the king of a plague of locusts resembling horses with crowned human faces, women's hair, lion's teeth, wings, Iron breastplates and a tail with a scorpion stinger that torments for five months anyone who does not have a seal of God on their forehead. Book of Revelations. There's all crazy stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is, it's where all the crazy fun stuff is in that book. Yeah. But yeah, just it's, a, it's definitely a biblical, biblical passage, or at least a biblical depiction. Mm. But yeah, it's whether you count this Apollyon or Abaddon as whether it be an I say an angel, a God's archangel of death or abyss or destruction, it's got multiple multiple layers of meaning here. Mm. But uh, yeah, not not your not your typical fluffy depiction of an angel. Although we know from other other circumstances, angels can also be a hell of a lot weirder creatures, like wheels full of eyes, six-winged, hmm. proclaim, uh, proclaiming to the throne of God. They come in all shapes and sizes. Um, as we come into the room, I, I, I try to be you know, as uh, 
gentle as possible. I'm, uh, you know, uh, we're friends of Katina. Um, we're on your side. We heard what the uh, what the Italians did to you, and it's terrible. Yes, he um, he looks at you, not wide-eyed, but definitely more open-eyed, and trying to trying to put the words together in his mind. Is um, yes, um, you you with resistance, yes, yes. Ah, good, good, good friends, friends, yes. Um, how me help? We we wanted to know more about um, what you have been preaching, because we do believe in God, and that. He's on our side. We've come from a long way away. Obviously, we don't speak Greek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he kind of smiles at that. So you're, you are English, yes? Also yes. French. And, and French, French, France, yes. Well, <clears throat> sounds like Estelma's doing all the, uh, most of the talking there. Estelma's time to give me another persuade roll. Oh, Better six, her than me. Yeah, 62 out of 75. Okay. Yeah, he, he kind of sits up as best he can um, in bed. And you can see he's got this really horrible bruise across the top of his forehead. It's, it looks like he definitely did take a fair beating from the from the Italians. Um, I, I have heard God. God spoke- has told... He's spoken to you. He nods quite quite enthusiastically. God has told me our deliverance is at hand. His he says something in Greek and then kind of backtrack backtracks. His his divine executioner is here. And he gestures to the, the woodcut. The, the angel is here. The angel will protect us. Have you, have, you, have you seen this angel here? He nods. Is it the end of the world? He just shakes his head. Not our world, but the end for the Italians. Well, we hope so. And for the Germans. I think Pierre was muted when you tried to speak. I saw gestures and movement. but Uh, The angel is now on uh, the mountain, Ornos, nearby. He just shakes his head and then says something in Greek. Um, Where is the angel? He shakes his head. Uh, I... I, I, I do not know. With he kind of puts a, his hand on his chest. Maybe, maybe in all of us. Let's see, 
um, but God spoke to you through through His angel. Yes, through this angel. Where did this happen? Um, he starts to shake his head. At which point, his eyes start to almost like glaze over, and you can see he squints and kind of holds his holds the wound on his head. Can I get like a, a cold compress, uh, uh, a handkerchief, or I mean a, a towel or something, and get some water on it? And yeah, you can, you can do a, you can do some basic first aid. I won't make you roll for that because it's not going to have a mechanical right. benefit for him. But and we have, I'll tell him too that we have painkillers that we'll, we'll give him yeah. to help him sleep. Yeah, he. In which case, he nods and says, "Yes, I." I must rest. I, if I'm, if I'm to perform a sermon tomorrow, I, I must have rest. But, but yes, I. I saw the angel on the mount on the mount. Just as I was, I was getting closer to God. So did, so did he send one of his own to me. This is a miracle. Uh... Father, must you uh, preach again a sermon tomorrow? I think the Italians will come back with more violence. Which, uh, if, if they return, the, the angel will destroy them. The streets will run red with their blood. We will be free. Is there, however, it, it matters not if you wait a day or two days so you may recover, no? You can give me a persuade roll to see if you want to uh, see if he takes your pretty much your advice. It would be quite lucky, but it is possible. Yeah, 94. I do not have so much luck. Do you want to push it and potentially risk some negative consequence? I I think I am very likely to only make the old man angry. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. He's he he kind of nods and says, I, "I understand, I understand what you say." But he kind of points to himself and then gestures in a kind of wide angle. I I am their their father. I I must perform my duty. Um, when the angel spoke to you, were you here or were you in the church? Uh, on, the, on the mountain. You were on the mountain. About two weeks ago, three weeks ago? So, he kind of blinks as he tries to focus. The, 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 the 15th, it was a, it was a Sunday. Nine days. Uh, Jack, do you want to see uh, if you can do anything to improve his uh, injury? Uh, yeah, I have some. I have some morphine if he wants. <laughs> Did Katina? We're sure we asked. You know what kind of care he had gotten. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much what Thalma's just done. 
they've they've basically taken him upstairs put him in bed and then put some compresses on him and generally tried to get him comfortable and just say right lie down and sleep it off because there's not much else that they've got in the village that they can use at the minute can't put a splint on a brain anyway yeah um, he's kind of, his, his head's kind of the wrong shape really well oh I'll, I'll give him a little morphine just a little bit well, okay. that's going to knock him out pretty quick. So let's make sure we've got all of our yeah. questions. Done. Yeah. Um, he, I've got to get it out of the bag anyway and set it and get it all prepped. So you got time. Um, Father Stathis, is are there any large wild animals on the, the mountain? Purely at you. I've never heard of wild wild animals large here no he just shakes his head and goes no and was this angel um did it appear to you in a cave or out in the open he just looks slightly bemused uh, well not bemused but confused is a better better word here I I can't remember. You can't remember. And did it look like this? And I point to the picture. Or okay. did it look more like what it says in the Bible? I, I, I saw the wings. I saw the body. I saw the, the heavenly glow that surrounded it. This blinding glow. And the angel speaks to you in Greek, or it speaks inside uh, the soul, or the soul. Yes, soul. Are you able to summon it? <laughs> he almost laughs at that. I, I do not dare play God. <laughs> well, we're going to kick the. The Italians' asses. Pardon my, I'm a woman. I'm not supposed to talk like that. <laughs> not in Greece, especially. Um, no, he, he, he agrees vehemently. He says, God walks with you. Have, have we done speaking, ladies and gentlemen? I think so. I can't think of anything. Else. Jack, is there an amount of morphine you can give him that is safe, but will make him sleep, say, until tomorrow night? Uh, Although now that I think about the demolition, yeah, he's not exactly a doctor. Your expert. Probably the full <laughs> dose is wouldn't be harmful because they wouldn't give you a full dose that would kill you. Have you got medicine rather than first aid? Uh, <laughs> not demolitions. <laughs> I just have five in medicine. <laughs> Oh, no, no, not with medicine. My medicine knowledge is. Okay. Yeah, you, you are more a f trained first aider rather than a uh, rather than a doctor. Medical, yeah, um, you honestly don't. You 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 are fairly sure you could give him, but two a double dose of morphine. But you just don't know how long it will keep him asleep. For. Right. It will keep him asleep for a while, but you don't know how long. I'll I'll just give him the dose I was gonna give him. 
and we'll stick with that. Try to rest. Okay. And I and yeah. you gotta stab him with it uh and promptly yeah. and within within a few moments he is out like a light. And probably snoring. I didn't mm. screw that up, ladies and gentlemen. It's better to be safe than sorry. If we kill the priest, then we have a very uh, ugly business with the village. We could, uh, we could have handled that slightly different. We could have given him a small dose, and then questioned him further because he would have become very <laughs> susceptible to answering any question. I do not think he uh, is a man who is keeping secrets because no, I don't think so. Too blind with his belief. Told on English uh, might have lessened a bit too if we did that. That's true. Well, that's true. He might have been very honest in Greek. Uh, mm -hmm. Are there any books in this room that are not in Greek? No, they'll all be in Greek. Are there any books in this room that have strange pictures on the front of them, like monsters or occult symbols? Uh, you are fairly sure that having a look through his just basically his one bookcase that he's got there that the vast majority of the of the books seem to be religious texts and um, none of the bindings are very strange looking no um there are there are some which are leather bound and some which are evidently old but given the way they're laid out they almost certainly appear to be bibles or at least other other All such right. tomes there's there's nothing that screams i'm a mythos tome in greek okay. on that shelf no little statues of Cthulhu on the shelves. <laughs> no, um, to be to be fair, any kind of decorations in the room—it's a fairly Spartan room. There's there's very little by way of aesthetically anything that's aesthetically pleasing here. About the only real art or anything weird is that woodcut above the above the bed. Right, right. I wonder right. if anyone saw him the day after the, when he came down from the mountain. If anyone spoke with him. Give me... it... Go ahead. I was going to say, give me an idea, Roll. It sounds to me like it was a Sunday. And probably after church services, he went for a walk. A hard success. Why was he up there? The kind of the thought pops in your head. Why was he up in the mountain on a, um, up on the mountain in the first place on a Sunday, which would be in theory one of his busiest days? Mm -hmm. He went up there for a reason. Hmm. This vicarage you said is small. There is no uh, place for a housekeeper or anyone. He lives alone in quiet contemplation. No, it's, yeah. no, it's a one bed. Uh, the only bed, the only room upstairs is the bedroom. Uh, downstairs, you've got a very modest living room uh, that kind of almost opens up directly into a kitchen dining area. And then there's a small outhouse out the back um, in the garden. So even then, that's not in the house itself. There were like several churches in this town so there are multiple priests i'm assuming i wonder how these other religious leaders feel about stathos's new behavior or if they could even shed some light on what he's talking about the only other the only other destination i can think of up on the mountain would be the monastery maybe he went up there 
for some reason. Quite possibly. He doesn't have like a junior priest or a, an, an assistant at the. No. Okay. Um, we'll say that if you wanted to have a look around the the stuff downstairs, you might be able to piece together uh, some kind of the the telltale signs of this place has been lived in for quite a while. Um, you think it might have even at one point been a family home. Um, that there might be evidence to say that they're one of the the living room downstairs might have actually been a child's bedroom at some point, but it's been renovated. That it seems like he has lived here for quite a while. He wouldn't be surprised if his father was before him was probably the priest here as well. But this, he's been here for a long time. I'm expecting an older man, so yeah, it would make sense if he were in a lineage. It could also be that he was married at some point. Maybe his wife is dead and buried up on the hill. Or his you father. Don't any, you don't see any signs of a wife, but you'd probably find uh, not so much pictures, but maybe sketches of like drawings of him and a father and mother figure. Maybe they're buried up there. Maybe we can ask Katina. Maybe she'll know a little bit more. Oh, yes. She's still outside. Yes, and I still want to see her library. Mm -hmm. Let's go. I don't need to be here. He's falling asleep. Yeah, you can still hear snoring upstairs. Okay, outside. Um, it's just Katina there now. The constable is gone. Uh, she turns to uh, to all and says, "Well, I hope I hope everything went okay in there." Indeed. He is resting for now. Hopefully he will uh, be wise and not read his sermon tomorrow, but I think he is in insistent. Stubborn. Mm. I, I'll come by tomorrow morning and check on him just to make sure that, uh, well, hopefully he's okay. Was uh, his father the priest before him? Yes, yes. He's uh, one, of a, one of a long line of the priests here. Is there a cemetery up on the hill? She kind of looks a little bit quizzical. No, no, not on not on the hill. It's the uh, the back of the the back of the church. We were wondering. He said that on the fifteenth, he went for a walk up onto the mountain. Is there any reason why he would do that on a Sunday? She she looks and she's in deep thought. Um, I'll ask for party luck roll to see if she can remember something. Oh, that's, uh, that's you, Jack. Yes, yeah, me. Oh, 15. That's a success. <laughs> yeah, the, the little light bulb moment happens, and she says, Yes, actually, on the, on the 15th, yes, it was. I presume it, could, it must have been that time ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, he did go outside of town. Um, two of the uh, it was when the first resistance turned up in uh, turned up in town. Um, there were a couple of scouts that arrived ahead. I mean, this uh, back in September, the um, the Elis turned up in uh, turned up here. Vasilios trying to do a a, a recruitment drive when the uh, when Stathis proclaimed his his allegiance with them and tried to encourage the rest of the townsfolk to join. 
uh, they weren't so eager so much to join for worries of reprisals but when when all this the reason why you're here when all this started to started to formulate um and they decided they were going to set up a camp near here so they could have access to the train line um a couple of scouts were sent to meet up with uh, with stathis and examine potential points around the area that they could use as a um, use as a base camp I mean, they they walked all the way around the village and all, all the way around the valley, and eventually settled on the church where where you're where you're based. So Father Stathis went with with these scouts all yes. around the the hillsides. Do you know who the scouts were? Letting the luck roll, right? Um, I can't remember their names, but I remember it was a. Uh, uh, a young girl and a man a, a slightly older. Hmm. Alexis and Stefanos, perhaps. The names the names ring a bell. Yeah, I think it was. I think the young girl's name was Alexis. If if I can sort of secretly to the aside say something to the others. Um, without her hearing, I might, the center of this problem might not be here. It might be back in our camp. We have work tonight as well. Uh, I, if you will indulge us, uh, visitors, a moment longer, I'm just curious to see your handsome librarian. So we can handle this as a uh, quick montage then, because it really does not take uh, Katina long to show you around the one room library. Uh, Castellia is very much, um, say, an oddity in the sense that it's got very much a focus on um, on higher learning here. So you have, in this midst, it's quite a large, almost like you think maybe like a small village or town hall might be, uh, where there's various tables in the center in the center of the clear area, and then the books are just around the outskirts of the room. Um, there's lots of books here on history, a lot on geography but then also plenty on the sciences, um, particularly looking at the likes of metallurgy, uh, chemistry. Yeah, it's a, oh, plenty on woodworking as well. But it, it seems to be a very functional library. Definitely it looks like it is used fairly regularly. So there's definitely signs of it having been lived in. It's not, the books aren't just pristine on the shelf, but yeah, it's, there's nothing, there's nothing here that flag, um, kind of launches any red flags. Again, there's not a restricted section with a, with a handful of mythos tomes. Nothing that really cries out as being anything other than a functional small town library. But its presence here is a little odd given context of rural Greece. It's a very handsome uh, institution. Uh, because you have all these books on geography, I wonder if there is any traditional significance to uh, the mountain to the west, Doenos, uh, stories of its origin and history or a figure that lives there? Is there a oh. pit that leads to Hades? <laughs> no, nothing, nothing that really springs to mind. I mean, there, there are various legends and such connected with, uh, with such areas and folklore. That's, that's the same anywhere. Uh, but definitely Katina doesn't take any stock in it. So she says it's better. There, there might be stuff here, but it's it's not anything that we would take seriously. 
Uh, well, uh, very good luck with uh, Father Stathis. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, a nasty blow he was given. Mm -hmm. uh, he really should. If any, if he does, he have family in the village. Uh, no, just just him. His, um, his parents passed away years ago. One other question would be: Are there any of the villagers that are not agreeing with Father Stathis that don't like the resistance being there and want to get rid of them? <laughs> um, she just points at herself. Like I said, I'm I've not uh, I'm not particularly happy that uh, the resistance has chosen to set up camp on our doorstep, and the constable is significantly more unhappy about it than I am. I mean, I I tolerate it to a degree because I I do have sympathy with the uh, with the Elis, the uh, the left wing group. Well, hopefully, we'll be are... out of your hair fairly quickly. Just as long as you, um, as long as no one here gets hurt, I'm happy. Um, and likewise, the constable has his heart in the right place. He is primarily interested with the with the survival of the town and, its, and, and our residents. He doesn't want harm to come to any um, to anyone here. And the fact that you and this is tarring you all the same brush, but saying that as you are all outside of town, you are a big target if anything was to alert the the Italians for you being here. Indeed. Well, we better get back to town or it's going to be mm -hmm. really dark. Well, the sun's already gone down by this point. Mm. Uh, we appreciate your sufferings, uh, Katina. Uh, I think the greatest danger, of course, right now for the village is uh, the fact that Father Stathis is in open conflict. Uh, we will try to be uh, mouse quiet and uh, if things go well, uh, all of us will be gone soon and you will be uh, less under the heel of the Italian. One week. I, I hope it all goes well. And she will happily show you back to the outskirts of town and there's a trail that leads back towards mm -hmm. St. Michael's Church anyway. Um, she says, you'll, you'll be fine going from here. I, if you understand, I've I've got to be getting home myself. So as we're walking back alone, so what are we thinking? Are we thinking that there is something in the mountain or something on the mountain possibly connected to some of the people in our camp, Alexis, that presented themselves or presented itself to Father Stathis and consider and convinced him that it was an angel, some sort of entity, which is what we're here looking for in the first place. Although I am concerned that in some way he is uh, inviting or propitiating an entity, I, it seems as though he is mostly uh, a result of this incursion and not a cause of it. The question we have to ask, we have to decide who in the in the rebel camp we can trust and learn all we can about who went up the hill with Alexis and did not come back. We have, we have a trail of two figures 
dragged off. We have one injured woman and one missing party and many questions about what Alexis and possibly Stefano saw with the priest on the 15th. You also have to ask the question, after, go ahead. I was, I was just gonna say, would speaking with her again do us any good? We know she wasn't entirely forthcoming the last time we spoke with her. Perhaps indirectly we can find out who was on patrol with her. Find it from somebody else. We could, I mean, she gave us names, but we can compare them, certainly. Also ask who it was on the detail that covered up the trail of the bodies, perhaps. It may be, she was a loss. We may need to speak to someone in a this, and they will be uh, less protective of the injured young woman. I'm... I'm thinking, I'm asking the question in my mind. Let's, let's make some wild assumptions. Let's say it's some sort of Lamia or a werewolf that happened to live in this region and that it, it didn't like the intrusion and we've sort of, they, they've sort of irritated it. Um, and then the priest somehow stumbled on it and it realized it could use the priest as a diversion. It couldn't do that with the patrol, so it had to kill the patrol. We need to be on guard because if we want, we might be walking right into its territory if it's there. And then what do we do if we encounter it? Should we kill it? Well, it depends on how much of a threat it poses to us. If in the end, it might it might not be as dangerous as it seems. Well, if but it can reason, maybe we can reason with it. But if otherwise, not, we I would shoot hate, the smithereens. I would hate to destroy something so rare if we it, didn't have to. It, in past operations with N. What has been the general overriding order? There's, there's no general. We need to use our own discretion. Very context dependent. We were told to eliminate any threats. When the priest says this thing will cause the streets to run with blood, this to me sounds a bit a threat. But that could just be his religious zealotry coloring everything. He, I think, conflates different elements very much. If it's just a thing that wants to be left alone. If the night goes peaceably, and that is a great if, right, as we stay awake and try to spy on some intruder, if the night goes peaceably, I think we need to visit the ruined monastery. We have an abandoned church, a ruined monastery, and a creature in between that says it's an angel. And we only have tomorrow to do that, so. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow morning, early, we'll, we'll go out, I think, and see if we can get to the monastery see, on the mountain. See if our trap tonight catches any shenanigans going. I wonder if it's the thing itself doing it. But, we shall uh, see. All right. And 
it was a full moon not that long ago, so we should have decent light heading back. Oh, and that's what I was going to guess was the 15th, something special like new moon or full moon. I don't believe any major phase hits that day. Okay. So no, there's there's nothing special about the moon then. Okay. I think it was the twenty second was the full moon. So yeah, it's it's a week before that. There's nothing nothing special about the significance of that. Anyway, you march on back towards the church, and you don't have to get too far out before you realise that there's a little bit of a commotion. Um, happening over there and there's a lot of people out and about it seems like they're all they're all looking around uh, as if they're performing a search of the immediate area uh, around the church itself we Where... shall hail them in a visible way so that they do not think we are attacking no, that's fine they, uh, you are waved over in fact one of the uh, one of the NPCs can, that you've met can greet you on the way in. So we'll have, I think we'll have Anastasia. Yeah, we'll have Anastasia, the EDES translator. Perfect. Yeah. Um, she comes over uh, towards you as you're one of the first uh, kind of ones that spots you waving. And as she comes over, she says, you, you, have you passed anyone coming, coming back this way? Was there anyone else on the road? No, no, Mademoiselle. Oh, great. She just shakes her head. Well, we've got, uh, it's uh, it's all kicking off around here, I'm afraid. What happened? Our uh, friendly saboteur seems to have uh, struck on a couple of, well, hopefully one one front rather than two, but, well, we've we've got a patrol that's overdue. So two uh, two of our men that were heading out towards the uh, the railway line and was supposed to be coming uh, was supposed to be back a couple of hours ago, and more concerningly, um, well, you probably want to hear this inside. And she's gesturing towards the church. Uh, they they broke into the the armory or the, the the weapons store and there's some explosives gone, and a timer. Uh oh. Our little trap, I guess, uh, we did not set in time. Mm. Looks like it. They act during, yeah, that's surprising. Do we um, know what hours this, uh, this theft occurred? It could have been any time today. No one's been inside the, the hut. It's sort of, everything's been shut up and under guard. So it could have been, it could have been last night. It could have been a shift change. It could have been at any point, but no one's gone in to find out, so we, we have such a wide time that it could be spread across. Who, who is this we're talking to? Uh, this is Anastasia, the EDES translator. Okay. Um, who would we ask? Well, I th first of all, I think we might have seen your patrol. Oh. We saw well, two the, people on the opposite side of the valley um, earlier today. Yeah, before... Before dusk, they were going to the east. Yes, that would be them. But we didn't, I mean, we saw them off in the distance. We didn't follow them. Mm. Um, and uh, the other question is, on the 15th, 
uh, there was a patrol sent out. Sent out. Um, Alexis was one of them. Who was the other person? Who would we ask? Obviously, you might not know that one. Uh, that sounds like it would have been the initial reconnoiter. It would have been um, her and Stefanos. Stefanos. Okay. And they, and they met the uh, priest at that time and they came back and the report was there was good uh, rapport. That here, yeah, that, that here was the best place for us. And they expressed, they uh, communicated nothing unusual uh, that might have occurred. Um, not that I remember, no. I'm, I'm privy to most of the, uh, most of the meetings that happen at that kind of level. Let's go into the church, you said. Mm-hmm. What more? Yeah, she leads you inside. Uh, you've got uh, Vasilios and Mihail, which are in there. Um, they evidently seem concerned. They're not in a kind of shouting match as to, as to how you've seen them previously because you've helped to calm some of those troubled waters. But they're, they're essentially looking down at a map they've on, on the map where they've got the church and saying well where could someone that's stolen explosives be wanting to use them other than around here and if they've basically trying to form a grid pattern they're trying to search across the whole area trying to find if they if an explosive device has been hidden somewhere here right because obviously they're, if they're if they're a saboteur they want to destroy us mm-hmm and there is no one missing except the patrol that left to the uh, to the east hours earlier. Well, we, we still have people out on patrol as well on um, going around the valley, but they should have checked in about an hour ago, and they haven't. And this mm. this is unusual. They sometimes it can be late for people coming back, but not that late. Not not those two. And the Italians were in town earlier. Hmm. So we're hoping they haven't been picked up because they were supposed to go as far as the train line. Do the Italians send patrols up uh, on foot, not just uh, vehicles into this area ever so often? Or is it mostly just along the road on vehicles? Uh, almost exclusively along the road and in a vehicle. They, they, don't, they don't tend to come in here on foot because we're quite away from, away from their base. Yeah. Well, that, that's good. I'd be very concerned if they did like squad or platoon level ground sweeps. So that's mm-hmm. is good. But if the uh, train line itself is a, is a major connection point, then maybe they're guarding the train line. Hopefully your, your group didn't get captured. Hmm. Well, hopefully not. I mean, it would be uh, quite a considerable at that point, there is an almighty explosion from the back of the ch- uh, towards the back of the church. Um, it doesn't take a genius to work out where it's come from. The bomb went off near the fuel dump, and this huge fireball just shoots up into the air. Um, that will be seen for miles and miles. Oh, uh, that's layer to the Italians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's at which point you can hear screaming, you can hear crying outside, and there's a few cries of like, Medic! Medic! Well, 
and uh, is the church knocked down or i mean no, the, the explosion happened outside but to the back of the church where so where the fuel dump and all the all the rest of their equipment was i do not uh have much skill with uh the bandaging i will look for fires to put out yeah mm -hmm. run out to help especially if the if there's wood on the church roof that needs attention bucket brigade to organize etc I'll help with first aid. Okay, I'm, uh, someone want uh, to roll me one d four. Anyone? Yeah, anyone's fine. Four. <laughs> Ooh, okay. All right. Uh, when Tom rushes out then to go and find, uh, say, start to administer first aid, uh, you can, yeah, I'll say give me a sand roll, uh, even though you are a sort of combat veteran, they're seeing certain things which will shake even the most hardened of people. No, that'd be a failure. Okay. It's only be the one, the one point then, because say you have at least got some degree of hardness to this. Um, yeah, you head outside and find that there were a lot of people searching around that that area, specifically looking for was someone hiding a bomb around here, and they were, and now there are pieces of people all around you, and there are there are hands, there are legs, there are bits of torso, and a few what seems to be upper torsos and heads that are just scattered around here. I mean, it is carnage. There are people on fire that are trying to put themselves out. There are some which have, uh, that have done so a bit more luckily, but are now covered in um, large parts of their body are burnt off. And it's pretty darn horrific. And there's some people here you are just not going to be able to do anything for. And it's kind of almost like right. a mercy to spend a bullet on them. Then I'll do triage. Whoever is mm -hmm. most likely to be able to be saved, but also most serious. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, around the back, um, you can identify amongst the dead. Uh, Yanni, he's gone, uh, as is uh, Georgia, the ELS translator. Uh, you catch sight of what you are fairly sure uh, is also uh, Ionis, the EDS second. And also, as she didn't join you going into the church, um, Anastasia as well. There's just bits of them, all of those four people all over that area. Is, is the majority of the victims looking to be on one resistance group or the other, or is it a pretty... That's a split between quite evenly. Mm -hmm. This is pretty much the border between both camps, and everyone was looking around here trying to find, uh, trying to find where, that, where those explosives had gone. They all got caught indiscriminately. So I'm, I'm uh, grabbing binoculars and going to a high point and looking, I'm just going to lay low and look in the direction where the Italians most likely would come if they see this and hear this. Mm -hmm. Your best vantage point would be to either get to the top of the church or the top, uh, the top of a tall tree that's nearby. Uh, at the minute, nothing's coming because it's still quite a way, you're still quite a way out. But you know that fireball will have been seen for miles around. Yeah, so I'll keep my eyes peeled in that direction. Uh, even when it's dark, there's going to be a pillar of smoke that will help them find us in even at night. Fuck. 
I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna have my gun my Lianfield prepared because I I'm expecting company at some point, so and as much as I would love to try to give medic medical aid, like there's blood and guts everywhere. I'm not even gonna attempt to sift through. I want to in the carnage. I want to keep my eyes open for was it Vasil Vasilios? Was uh, the one on was, patrol? Uh, Vasilios was is the head of the left wing, the ELA, ELAS. He right. and his counterpart Mihai were, were inside the church, so the two leaders are still. They were looking okay. at the map together. The, all yeah. the men. Uh, uh, it was Alexis and Stefanos who met. Stefanos and Stefanos is the, one of the victims of the creature. The only, ah. so, so he is probably the thing. Okay, so I'm going to keep my eyes out for Alexis. She's probably still in the medical tent. Is that on fire or? Give me a spot hidden roll. Uh, 15, what is my spot hidden? Um, that is uh, almost an extreme. I'll spend two points to make it an extreme. Okay. Um, you wander by her tent, um, in which case, with an extreme, you also smell, so, oh, you smell something around her tent which don't smell good either. Okay. Um, it just, her tent, when you go by, just smells like death. It just smells like something died in there. Okay. I'm going to open up the, the, the tent and look inside. There's just the one cot in there with a sleeping bag. And apart from that, maybe some personal possessions. But again, it's a fairly, it's a one-man tent, or in this case, one, one lady tent. But there's nothing that strikes you as being out of the ordinary. It's just this smell just permeates smells. everywhere. Thelma comes out empty-handed and I say, uh, mm -hmm. there's a reason she did not want us to look at her bandage, her wound. You are also positive she is not here. And she's also, well, unless she was vaporized, she is not amongst the dead. By Nor the is she running around helping. No. Hmm. Uh, so uh, are, are there any large fires to put out? Well, there is that big one uh, with the still burning fuel dump, because now that that's, that goes off, and it's almost a secondary set of explosions that take the trucks next to it. So that whole area is just one raging inferno at the moment. Nothing that I can use a water or a shovel and sand on now. We just when, have to get away from here. But when there's about 20 or 30 people helping you, as they, uh, as they will be, um, that you would be one of the bucket chain, as it were, putting, uh, putting stuff out. Because they are desperate to make sure that they get this out as soon as possible, because it's otherwise a great big beacon saying, hey, we're here. Right. So that is the pr that's the primary goal that the rest of the, those that have survived... And those that aren't helping with first aid, that's what they're doing. They're trying to put this out. Helen, keep Helen, keep an eye out. I shout to Helen. Helen, keep an eye out. Just notify me and Tom when you see, and we'll be we'll have to do what we can. But well, we have to be careful. We still don't want to let them know that we're here. I mean, this shows them there's something here, but it doesn't tell them, it doesn't confirm that we're the resistance. True, but we uh, we just gotta be 
cautious. I don't think we can hide them. evidence that something was going on here before they get here. Right, but it, it could be an hour or so. so. Uh, as Helen is up at a high vantage point watching, uh, you can give me a spot hidden roll, but to get much detail, I am going to ask for an extreme because this is right on the other side of the village. Oh, darn. No, it's uh, just a regular, yeah, it's too many, too far away. Okay. Um, in which case, this is kind of the, the very rough version of what you may interpret as to what happens. Um, you are fairly sure you see the headlights of a patrol car coming down the road. It gets fairly close to the village, and then it stops. Oh, you don't yeah, hear yeah. the you don't, yeah, but you, you don't hear the sound of the gunfire, but you can see muzzle flashes. And then everything goes quiet. And then a flare gets launched. From about where the truck was? Very close to it. And then the truck just it just doesn't move, it just stays there. Are we familiar to uh, Italian flare colors and their meanings? Like um, like one color for um, like attack in this direction, another dis color for distress? What, while you're thinking of what the significance would be, uh, the, flare become, the, the flare becomes more visible to everyone in the area because it goes quite high. And you'll start hearing the commotion down below basically says, shit, they're coming. That was a resistance flare that went up, not an Italian flare. Uh, I think the English call okay. you call this pear-shaped, no? <laughs> Shit. Okay. Uh, until, uh, if it is necessary to uh, help someone uh, end their suffering, in my vicinity, I uh, will be helping to organize the sandbags uh, onto the fire until uh, there is present danger. Yeah, between, between you, the others, Tom also taking care of first aid and trying to help people that can be helped. Yeah, you are, they are slowly getting this under control, but it's still the, the, the damage has been done. Is it worth it to go down into the village? Or at least be moving in that direction. There are, there's so much mm -hmm. going on here. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, but the problem is, uh, if if there's, if there's Italians on the way, we don't know how many would be on the way. And... Yeah. If, if there's if there's some sort of commotion, they're not just going to send a truck. It's going to be at least a platoon. Would have to be quiet. It also is there for uh, Mihail and Vasilius to decide how to respond uh, for the operation as well as for tonight. We also have a separate mission that needs to get done. Yeah, Harling doesn't happen until tomorrow night. Harling's not our mission. Harling is. There are other people. No, I, I, as soon as we are safe 
completely able to concern ourselves, what we must do is find uh, the thing that calls itself Alexis. Yeah. I can ask for a military science role at this point, please. Military science. Oh. Well, that's a good roll, whatever. I rolled 15. Oh, I have 20 and I just rolled a 10, so... I have this 20 and I rolled 22. Can I spend two? Oh, that's, so, a hard, yeah. that's a hard success. I have 25 and I rolled a 93. Don't. <laughs> I know nothing about military science at all. Is that under science? <laughs> I think it's a uh, one of the custom skills added towards the uh, the bottom right of the sheet. Oh no, I don't have it at all. Okay, so that 15. <laughs> Darn, such a good roll. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Right. In which case, those that succeed, uh, this has happened significantly. If you were to put it as being an, an ideal time for this to happen, this has happened earlier than you would want. But there is a way to salvage this. Uh, the main objective of your mundane mission was for you to set up a distraction that would basically tie up the Italian troops for <clears throat> a long period of time. Right. If the Italians are on their way here, the only real option you've got left, you, you won't be making a stand like uh, setting up your explosions in caves and causing distractions that way that might get them to spread their forces out and investigate the whole valley under the cover of night. The best thing you've got left is to get the resistance to pack up and run into the hills because then you'll be, there, you'll be having them fighting a running gun battle like a cat and mouse going as far west as you can get and then the Italians are going to be chasing them rather than remaining at their post when they would normally be there tomorrow night. All right. So you, need, you need to organise them to get basically get their stuff and get the hell out of here as fast as they possibly can. This could be brilliant because if we can have the majority of the resistance fleeing into the hills going slow enough to keep the Italians engaged if there could be one or two small elements that could just simply stay behind, you could place explosives on the train tracks and blow those train tracks to kingdom come. Yeah, um, so valid. Well, should I go find the guys in the church and tell them that they need to flee into the hills? Um, yeah. But, I use, uh, will I try to use my command? I've got command on here. I, I, was, I was about to say, this is exactly what command is for. So this is credit rating in the battlefield. This is now a battle. This is a war zone. Roll it. Okay. I got a 34 out of 70. So that's uh, a hard. All right. This, this is no time for persuade. This is give orders <laughs> and take orders. So you go in and pretty much lay down the law to them and say, this is what you need to do. And both of them agree. And saying, yeah, this, this, we've got a huge target painted. Forces will be coming. We've got to get out of here. And they promptly start filtering orders down to those that are left alive to say, basically, carry the, carry the wounded. Get, as, get everyone together as quick as you can. We're moving out. So they're, they are aiming to be ready within pretty much within the hour because they don't expect anyone to be turning up anytime sooner before that right so you have an hour until everyone gets out uh, they do leave a couple of uh, detachments behind tassia is one of the ones left here to say put explosives on the train line 
but they probably just leave her because she works um, she works fine and off on her own anyway and usually goes out on patrol on her own which she also went to go and pick you up the previous night so she is the one token force that's left behind while the rest of them start to go into the hills to the west um, I would like to find uh, Mihail and ask uh, who his uh, new second in command is after the unfortunate death of Ionis. Uh, he will probably. <laughs> he would probably actually defer to as Tassia to his second in command, but knows that she is the best person to stay stay behind here and get that get those explosives on the train line. Uh, I was uh, interested in, because I'm curious if there is anyone who can uh, put together a roster of the survivors of this vicious attack so that we have an accounting of who is going into the hills and who we have left behind. Uh, they can put that list together fairly quickly for you. Um, I mean, they have uh, like a duty roster anyway with all the names on it. They just very hastily start crossing off a lot of names. Uh, so we went from uh, some hundred and something to <laughs> 80 something, we think? Well, it, it wasn't uh, quite that much to begin with. It was probably about more like 50 odd. And now there's about 20 odd. So yeah, they really took a a very big hit. Uh, and privately, Mihail, uh, I am concerned that uh, one uh, person who is not on the list of the living or the dead is the wounded girl, Alexis. Yeah, she was out on patrol. Uh, she was on the north side of the on the north side of the valley tonight. She was one of the patrols that was still out. Ah, I see. Very good. I wonder if how they will find us. When we are on the march, we we can leave signs. We've got various various signs and symbols we can leave on the trees that will indicate where we've gone. So no, there, there is contingent in case contingency in case that happens. Very well, and uh, so we will move the we will try to move the wounded at the front, uh, and keep sniper in the back. Uh, we at least will have high ground. Yeah, he kind of uh, he kind of smirks a little bit. At that ah, a silver lining after all. <laughs> right, uh, they are getting ready to pull out when the last of their uh, basically the last of the patrols comes in. Alexis does not return within the hour, so they are quite they're quite confident. Even if she gets back, at this point we have to go. Right. Because the Italians will be here any minute, pretty much, they believe. Uh, she was on patrol with one other? No, she was alone. Mm -hmm. hmm. We didn't see a lone person, did we? Nope. All right. Um, can we take a two-minute break? I'd like that to run good. to the restroom. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back. Two minutes later. All right. I'm back. Thank you. Right. So, as the resistance are piling off, going up into the hills to the west, what are you guys doing? 
we suspect relaxants is part of this. Can the we get? Is, will she be ahead of us in the hills, or is she going to come up from behind, or is she munching on the priest right now? She the person who put off the flare in town. Well, thinking of that, um, as I mentioned, all the other patrols come in apart from Alexis. Before they all ship off to the west, none of them claim to have set that flare off. Well, I wouldn't expect any of them to claim. Mm -hmm. If Alexis is the saboteur, she was on the constable's side. She didn't want us here. So she could have purposefully alerted the Italians that we were here. She's on their side. Uh, I think you might be getting Katina and Alexis confused. Uh, Alex so. Alexis is a resistance member. Well, that's what we said. We, we, we believed that somebody in this, in, our, in the resistance, could have been, in fact, a saboteur. I get, I get what you mean now, yeah. Um, but now that you said it that way, I don't think that I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that's meta. That's meta gaming. Now the way the way you said it, I thought you were referring ah, that it's uh, Katina. Katina was the one who acted, who, who vocally said, "I don't want the resistance here," ah. which is what I thought you were talking about. Well, well I thought we were we were getting to the point that it was probably Alexis that set off the flare. It was the mm -hmm. resistance flare, so it's either someone in the resistance, resistance or someone from town who stole the flares from the resistance, which it was a theory we tossed around last time. Even so if it was a resistance town. flare, if she set it off, it would alert the Italians. It tells everyone. Right. The, we have a we have a we have a, a a tent that smells of death. We have a young woman with strange injuries who lies about a bear attack and she's missing. So if she is not the focus of the trouble, it is very strange to me. If she also fired the flare, uh, it is her motivation is a, a complete mystery. Unless she's the thing that wants that that we've intruded on her territory and she wants us out of here. This or, whole thing could be for that. It, it could also be true that the priest is right and she is here to help the resistance, but not in a human way. Because this plan is perhaps a good plan. Except that she just killed a whole bunch of them. And it sounded like she killed more people down in the village because Helen, didn't you say you saw uh, muzzle fire. Down, yeah, muzzle fire. Yeah, there was there was down in the village. So it was it was a tr a truck, and then uh, should we follow along the valley, along the path? Uh, we should be guiding the resistance towards this monastery ruin. Yes, it's on high ground on the mountain, in the west. Yeah, and, you, well, it's it's a more it's more to the north, but you could then have them, um, the kind of cat and mouse chase through the valleys. You could have them go across Mount Oeta and then to the west of there. So, you could direct them all to the monastery if you wanted to. Yeah, it is a defensible place. Uh, Not for very long. No, That's but the they discounted it. 
Yeah, it's, it's uh, I mean, the uh, heavy equipment won't be able to get up there from the Italian army. So they'll, they'll be going probably on foot. It all depends how much gr ground forces they, they apply to us. But again, Franz, uh, from the position of N, we uh, are here to discover what is unnatural and the monastery is one place we have not yet been. Exactly. That's very good. Right. So why we wouldn't want to send the resistance there? Do we want to go separate from them? I or do think we want so. to keep them? Ah, okay. I yeah. think they're the distraction. They're gonna get they're gonna get gunned down. They're gonna lose. That's not our problem. Our problem is that they are the distraction. <laughs> and the problem is if we've uh, if we took them to the to the monastery and Lord the Italians there, we could then be added to that body count. Which I'm thinking that if they all go in that direction, we go around this direction, maybe over to where the caves or the monastery is. Directions. Because they're going to follow, they're going to be able to find, find the tracks of the cars and go in that direction. It's a dirty asshole thing to do, but. Yeah, well, we, have, we have the two missions and. and... We have a much more dangerous thing that we're obviously going on. Yeah. Well, I reckon we just get on with it. We head up there. Sounds good. Strategically, does it seem like sending the the resistance in the other direction would make most sense to them? Um, give me a military science roll. Ah, uh, yeah, I didn't pass that. Okay, the you're not you're not certain here because there's argued there's arguments that could be made either way, but the most logical response to this would be to send them west because it's putting them the furthest away from the Italian forces in the quickest time. Um, if you were to send them north, um, you've got the Italians coming in like this and the resistance going like this, so they are not putting as much distance between them in the shortest possible time. There might be other factors involved, but that's just, that's the quickest conclusion you come and to. And which direction is the monastery? The monastery is to the north. So we wouldn't want to send them to the north then. So send we them go to the north. west. There we go. And we go to the north. That's it. There's no way the Italians could just spot the five of us. Well, we won't use flashlights. We'll be sneaky. Superstar. And it's still quite a bright moon up there, so you've got plenty of enough light to move, move by. And we could be completely wrong in our assumptions. And we'll just Almost have, certainly we are. We'll have to keep going until we find a village and then somehow get back to England empty-handed. And then hopefully they'll still manage to blow up the train uh, bridge. Here we have our extraction point. Do you were given it very specifically where you need to get to, and that's several days away. Well, let's just get to it. Yep. So they head west, you head north. Yep. Okay. So as you are moving further and further away from the uh, away from the church, the more lonely and desolate this place becomes because you are literally out walking in the wilderness in the middle of the night so going through 
going through forests, going through uh, crossing over rivers, crossing over uh, the occasional road, and then slowly leaving civilization behind you. And the lights of Castellia are down in the valley behind you by now. And up ahead, there is just what looks to be the mountain extending up and up and up. And it takes you about an hour to get there. But when they when they said ruins, yeah, they weren't they weren't too far off. There is very little of what could be described as a monastery up here. And the one thing that would have played in its favor is that it is a relatively defensible position. But the only the only disadvantage to it is that if you were going up and down here from the uh, from the monastery to the village, it is a fairly visible route. So people would have seen them uh, moving to and from, which could be the reason why it was discounted. It looks like the the monastery itself was a collection of buildings uh, within a within an exterior wall. The wall itself came out of the mountain itself, um, so it used the mountain as kind of the back wall, and then came round in an arc with one major route in. Well, what's left of the wall is pretty much just a brick level high. Um, there's almost nothing left of the exterior wall. Um, likewise, the buildings which are furthest away from the from the mountainside, it's almost a cliff base immediately behind. Um, almost everything that's not right up against that uh, that far far cliff face is gone. Um, there's outlines of bits of building, there's bits of exterior features, but it is just literally a ruin. There's just collections of boulders and other stone masonry that's fallen down. About the only thing that's left standing is what you think of might have been a chapel originally. And even then, it's almost just the back wall. But the back wall doesn't go right the way up to the cliff face behind it. There is a, there is a gap. And as you're looking around, one of you maybe has a wander over to that back, uh, that back to see how much of a gap there is between the wall uh, and the cliff face. Finds about a five foot gap where evidently someone has been walking through here fairly recently and there is a door carved into the, into the mountainside. Uh -huh. It looks significantly older than the monastery. Hmm. When you say a door is carved, it's an empty doorway or is there a vertical door? Uh, the door, uh, doors, plural, are open and they go inside and they are, they are wood. They are very old wood. Is there very. any light coming from inside? No, it is pitch black in there. Uh, it, what kind of uh, joinery is used on the doors? Uh, is it iron or brass or? It would be iron. You reckon uh, having a having a look at it? Um, give me an appraise roll. Yeah, it would be. I am the tough guy, not the brains of this group. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's old. I it's actually passed old. an appraise roll. Oh, there you go. Um, you reckon it's probably these doors are probably easily a couple of hundred years old, if not more. Just that the way that even though they've been exposed to the weather out here, the fact that it's relatively well shielded behind the wall of the chapel, 
it's almost as if the chapel was built directly in front of the door to hide it, hmm. but still, uh, but still leave access. Um, are there any odd smells like death? There's a little bit of a wind around here, but uh, you sniff. You think you smell what you smell at the tent. I smell what I smell at the tent. If we step in just right inside the door and take a nice long listen, do we hear any motion? Give me a listen, roll. Well, and from here behind this wall, they won't be able to see flashlights from down there. Let's turn a flashlight for them. 32, and that is a listen. Is a oh oh no, that's just a regular. Darn it. Okay. You you think you hear something, but you you don't have enough. Basically, your success is not high enough to work out what you hear, but you do hear something from inside. But it's I've got out my Webley. <laughs> my Enfield. <laughs> my Enfield is out. And flashlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies, gentlemen, we have found the den of the bear. Let us find it asleep and send it back to it the abyss from which it came. No? We'll try. Does it look like, like looking into it, does this look like it's a very large cave that's going to go on? Branching, you, anything like that. Um, are you poking your head around the door with a torch to have a look inside? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's not a cave. Uh, what you see is a square cut room. So this has evidently been um, stonemasoned into the, uh, the side of the cliff itself. Uh, the room's rectangular, about 30 foot across, and there are three doors on the far, or rather this doorways, not actual doors, on the far side of the room, but otherwise the room is almost featureless, mm. other than the drag marks and footsteps mm. and some other type of footprint in the dust and the blood that's been dragged through here. Can I examine that footprint? It almost looks like a hoof. Like the devil. And you say drag marks and and footprints and yes. hoof marks? So there yes. are shoe prints as well? Yes. They are of a boot? They are indeed a boot. Is it a size of a male or a female? You think the, la- uh, the latter. Mm-hmm. Definitely a more feminine size. Uh-huh. Uh, and these uh, tracks, they go to one of the three open doorways? the middle one none of the track no tracks go to the two doors on the side i wonder if we should go to the doors on the side and see if we go around i wonder if they hear and smell us already down there no are some of the tracks on top of others of the tracks yes uh the hoof prints have gone back in um, back in and out several times uh, the footprints of the uh, only the female boot, they've gone in and out, but the last track you can find goes in, and they go over the drag marks. But some, not all of the drag marks. There's quite a few that things that have been dragged in here. I think we just need to have our guns out, ready to shoot anything that 
I wish we could just put all of the explosions we had in a bushel and shove them in and run away. But I think that is not going to be enough. We, we could, how thick are the door, the doors? Are they, are, are they like substantial doors? They're like castle doors. They are big, thick, heavy doors. Oh, well, then this is it. We, we just room clear. We pop the center door open, toss in a grenade, slam the door shut. And uh, after it goes boom, then we go in. Well, I'm worried you've got a grenade to hand. <laughs> what if it just brings the building down and then we can't get inside? Uh, it's it's just a hand grenade. It's not like a, a but it, it throws shrapnel. It's it's not designed to like blow buildings up. Yeah, you won't you won't bring down a corridor or a roof with a grenade in this place. Yeah, it it, it throws lots of little chunks of metal. Right. Well, then, what would be the purpose except maybe to clear the room if there's somebody in there? Oh yeah. It's, it's room clearing. We'll also tell that if, if there if there's caverns in here and they're a mile away, they would know that we we found the, the thing. And the grenade goes off. Let's let's get a closer look before we do something. Okay. But uh, yeah. At this point, we are we think we agree. This is Alexis who came back to the lair of her lover, Stefano. And, and I pointed the boots. I say, is that Tasia? She did say she was from Lamia, which scared me first thing. <laughs> and she is always on the patrol by herself. Mm. Uh, and uh, Alexis is uh, Elas, and Lamia uh, and uh, Tasia is Edes. Maybe there is a different war we are seeing. Could it? Could it be both of them? Yeah. Maybe they just infiltrated both sides. Maybe they're witches or something living up here. Let's, we know for certain that we are in a cavern of uh, something unnatural and dangerous. We're very old. We can name it if we survive. Well, one of us has to survive till in. So. I would like more than one of us survive. Like us all. I would prefer as well, yes. Well, we're well armed, so. Dying's the last thing you want to do. And I have a couple of sticks still on me. If... Mm -hmm. And die is not the last thing you want to do, although it's close. So. Uh, Thelma, you are an organizational mind. How do we arrange ourselves to move forward and not be killed? Well, I, I don't know. I'm, I think about booby traps, too. Maybe there's a reason why neither of them went to those two doors. Um, let's move forward to the doors and, you know, keeping our beams so that we can see what's coming up. See if there are doors, see if there are just passageways or, or what. And if we see something move, we got to be ready to shoot it, whatever it is. Yeah, chances are, there, if there's any victims of this thing, it, they're dead. 
far, too far. We also gone. know whatever they are, vicious. Yeah. Yeah, they okay, won't so give we, you a second chance. We'll count it that everyone has guns uh, ready and out so that they count for the purposes of increasing your decks when it comes to uh, initiative then. Uh, with the first room that you go into, this, say, through the double doorways, which uh, doorway which is open, and then these three doorways that lead off it, uh, with your flashlights, you can make out what's in the two side rooms fairly easily, and probably the reason why that no one's gone towards them. Uh, they look like empty rooms. Um, okay. There's evidently no sign of anyone having gone into them in a long, long time. Um, listening around here especially, there's no sound of anything coming from them. So that's, you're fairly sure you can leave those, because the one more blatantly used track that middle doorway is a set of stairs going down. And that the steps have a wonderfully distinctive curve to them as if they are old it's steps. Been used forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is an ancient temple. I think we found the place, some sort of ancient entity. The angel of the abyss, as the priest called it. I wonder what awoken it this time. Well, shall we descend in, into the darkness? Keep moving. Yep. This is a fairly narrow corridor. Marching order, please. Who is going first? I will go. I will go first, as I, as I pro I probably have the most strength. Anyway, if if it comes to close quarters, I can just... I'll, I'll go second. I would like to take the rail. I will... I will go just in front of... Uh, of uh, you, Pierre, then. I'll be third. There we go. Right. In which case, Jack is the one up front. You see the staircase descend down. It does go down a fair way, but with the just at the extreme edge of your torch, you can see that it levels out to a corridor. Again, it seems to be a corridor that's cut fairly nicely through the rock, and then it's been lined with uh, stone blocks along its edge. Uh, when you get to the bottom of the stairs, you can see that there are seven doors down here, that there are three pairs going down the corridor, and then one right at the far end, about 30 to 40 feet ahead of you. Uh, none of the ones to the side look as though they've got doors. They're just, just doorways. That one right at the end, you can see the door is ajar. And it looks it looks a little odd from this distance, but you, it's as if it's decorated in some fashion. I keep... I don't speak. I rather signal that to the to the open door. Any signs on the floor of blood or... Yep. Uh, they are taking straight down this corridor. They ignore the first two sets of doors on your left and right. And then at the very end of the corridor, it splits. Most of the blood seems to go directly through that doorway at the far end where that, where that door is. And then the one that's immediately off to your left, the very last one on the left. 
but you can also uh, give me spot hidden rolls or track rolls, your preference. Ninety-three, good. <laughs> oh, two. That's a hard. And I got a hard success. Okay, in which case it sounds like. Uh, well, anyone else got that degree as well? Just regular. Okay, so Jack and uh, Jack and Helen. Uh, you see the female boot, uh, boot prints go off to the right, opposite that door at the end. So you've got someone who's gone into the left, someone who's gone into the right, and the bodies were dragged through the door in the middle. I, I will gesture to Tom and Pierre when they get there to check either side. As they are probably the most trained. <laughs> I will. I will nod at this uh, and uh, indicate that I uh, will take the left. I'll take the right. Okay. I'll I'll be right behind you, Pierre. Backing you up. Okay. So we have most of the blood going forward, and then. The other, the boots going to the left. Is that what you said? Uh, boots go right, blood trail and hoofs go left. Is anybody else going right? Okay, I'll go with Tom. You guys are going the other way. Well, I'm staying by the door. I'm going to stay by the ajar door. All right, if we all scream, you run and go tell in. Because... <laughs> Okay, so making sure Thelma and Tom are going right, Helen and Pierre are going left, and Jack is stood in the middle looking towards that other door. Yep, and he has a, pl uh, has a plan in his head. Okay, well, that other door that you spot, I'll do that description first. In fact, you will all see this as you get close enough anyway, because that's where you then split off to go left and right. The door is carved, or is, has been carved with, and then had nailed to it innumerable crucifixes and crosses um, that date that you are fairly certain I'll let Thelma's uh, appraise roll ride here uh, these have been here for hundreds of years and also so had the wax seal around the edge of the door until fairly recently this door had been sealed for a long 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 time and looks like it was only recently opened within you'd think probably the last couple of weeks Beyond, you can see there is a ledge of stone that goes out and then it just drops away into oblivion. And off in the distance from you see the cavern roof above you, there are just stalactites that go as far as your vision can see in the limited light that you've got. Most of your light isn't penetrating into there yet. It's still out here with your, with your torches. But it looks like an entrance into a vast cavern. Thelma and Tom moving to the right. Uh, you hear the sobbing before you see where it's coming from. Um, but you can see when you look in there, Alexis curled up in the corner, still in her uh, still in her uniform, almost drenched in blood. And it takes you a second to realise that, yeah, she's curled up um, in the corner. It's definitely her. Her bandage is still covering her face. But her hand is just clawed you can see these long fingernails extending off of these jagged points of her hand. 
and her skin is almost grey. And this is for both of her hands, which are co I'm currently trying to basically cover her face as she just sobs uncontrollably curled up in a ball. Uh, Helen and Pierre find this horrible smell, first of all, but then also this disgusting sound, this sound of wet, ripping, tearing flesh as this body what you presume looked once maybe held an Italian soldier's uniform. Uh, most of the, uh, the torso has been torn open and entrails have been pulled out and ripped apart in these clawed hands and lifting its what looks to be its stomach or liver, one some internal organ up to its mouth, this thing chews down on it with this sickening, ripping sound. It looks like this. Can I have a sound check, please? Uh -huh. Jesus. Sixty-six. I roll a fifteen. I am cucumber cool. <laughs> My first good roll of tonight is just to not lose a, a nonce of sanity. And and you can't use luck on sand, right? Oh no. Yeah, I rolled a 66 out of 65. <laughs> oh, well, funny you should talk about 60. You can roll a d6 uh, for That's me on that as well. No. Oh, no, it's in the whole six. Oh, God. Man, you know what that means? Give me an idea roll. <laughs> oh. Uh, ooh, that's 76. I, I think I failed it. Oh, and I failed it by one. I got a 76 out of 75. <laughs> <laughs> right, in which case you don't go crazy, but you do realize the uh, color of this thing is just wrong. You don't get any un you don't get any insane insight into it, but you still cross off your, your six sand, but you can still act as you would uh, you would like to. Oh, I, I is scared to say I, I'm, I'm unloading right in to that thing. Okay, Actually, so that will be. Actually, loud in here. Uh, I passed. How much should I take? Zero on a pass. I will also right. fire indiscriminately, however. <laughs> so one loses sand, the other one doesn't. You still act the same. There we go. Right. Uh, what is, what's Thelma and Tom doing at the same time? I'm going to take a shot at Alexa. I, I, was, I was thinking I'm just going to kill it. Uh, yeah. But if we hear the other gunshots, absolutely. I'm just going to start firing <laughs> okay the, there is a hail of gunfire make your rolls <laughs> well can i spend five to uh well of course yeah <laughs> so the only things that you cannot spend luck on are luck rolls themselves damage rolls you can still make the combat roll um, you can use that because that's a skill check um sanity rolls and that's pretty much about it. Cinnamon rolls. Right, so I'll go around the uh, around the chart. I'll deal with each room first rather than go by decks order because I think you're just going to gum the poor things down before they get much chance to react. So we'll go with uh, those of you that are killing poor Alexis. So uh, first of all, Thelma. Success, and I did eight points of damage. Okay. If if she didn't <laughs> dodge. But I don't think she's dodging. 
No, she's she. You get you, this effectively counts as a, as a surprise round. Then she's certainly not in any state to do anything because she is just bawling, well, bawling her mm -hmm. eye out at the moment. That's my weapon. One d ten plus two. I got a six, so out eight. Okay. Bawling her eye out. That's so cruel. Yeah, and Tom, uh, success with ten points of damage. Right, you blow her away, uh, almost twice over. Then, so. You catch her pretty much. The one bullet is in the upper uh, the upper chest. The other one goes pretty much through her cheek, and sprays what's left of her of her brains out. Um, as it does so, and her head gets cocked uh, cocked back, her bandage falls away. And yeah, the reason why she was hiding a lot of that uh, under there, her nose is almost snout like, almost like a like a dog with very canine features, and half of her mouth has already started to develop these long canine teeth. Uh, there is an eye under where it's been scratched, but it is large, yellow, and definitely inhuman, as the rest of the flesh around her eye socket has gone necrotic. Uh, but yeah, you, you blow her away with with very, very quick precision. Uh, Helen, what did you roll? Um, I needed to spend four luck to get a hit. Mm -hmm. and then I proceeded to uh, uh, do unload do do my uh my two rounds where i did six points of damage and then i proceeded to jam my gun <laughs> <laughs> oh boy okay <laughs> right and pierre uh, my regular success gave me a uh 12 points of damage from my the enfield okay that's i figured i would not require a second round even though i have an option for this okay He's still up. Good thing I have a second round. Or do I, or do I have to wait? Um, give me a luck roll to see if you're quick. Uh, well, no, no, we won't call it luck. Give me a dex roll to see if you can pull off the last round before you realize that this thing is... Yeah, 22 is a hard success for dex. Yeah, you can see it's going to get up and start running towards you in the next <laughs> action. All right, and for my 75, I roll a 68, only regular, and then two, 10, 14 more damage. Right, that will put it down, because even with your guns doing half damage against it, uh, that is, between those three shots, that is still enough to, uh, to cause it a bad day. So your, your first couple catch its center of mass, and then as it rises up, this huge maw opening as it's trying to, uh, blatantly trying to bring up its claws to rush at you and gut you in half, uh, you put one pretty much straight between its eyes and splatter its, its black dead brains all over the back of the wall. I think the second sanity roll might be in order, however. Uh, yeah, there will be in a minute. Oh. Because um, as pretty much immediately in response to the gunfire, just as you would think that, well, that's it, there is this almighty inhuman roar that comes from that um, beyond that doorway in the middle. Okay, it's it's, it's grenade time. It's it's and close the door. I, I close the door, Jack. I I close I close the door and I will shout to be before. Get out of here. Well, and when we hear the other gunfire and everything, we're also going to come running back. Yeah, I'll be like, go. I think there's a lot more of them before you, you get you up there. You're uh, muted, uh, 
Yeah. Uh, we can. Uh, uh, we will go down the hall and uh, and and take a position to uh, back you up. Yes. Go to the top. I have a plan, and I'll be up there. At that point, because that's easily one round that has passed with uh, discussing and Jack trying to be Jack trying to be brave. Uh, Jack's the first one that's going to get hit by this. So, uh, Jack, could you roll me D100, please? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, 36. Okay, that's fine. The only way it could fail is on zero, zero. Uh, can I now have a power roll from you, please? Uh, that is a 19, so that should be a success. Yeah, that's a success. You happy with a hard? Yeah, I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> D, uh, in which case, I would like a D3 from you, please. Uh, two. Okay. Uh, what the rest of you see, and in fact, Jack will see this up close and personal, so you'll all uh, be making a sound check in a moment. There is just this vast column of darkness which oozes out or rushes out of this uh, doorway. Like, imagine a, uh, a high-pressure oil pipeline just, uh, just ruptured and black just flows through into the corridor. It has no visible substance. It just washes over you like a shadow. But even as it does so, it almost feels, it almost looks as though there are sparks of electricity running through this blackness that's mesmerizing and almost captivating. Uh, sanity check first, please. Pass. I made it by this much. <laughs> so everyone passed. Okay, you all roll a d8. Oh, jeez. Oh, fuck. Uh, eight. One. Three, three, one, eight. <laughs> and, ah. a, and a seven, right. Ah. Uh, for Jack and Tom, then, please give me your idea rolls. Oh, that's a success. Fail. Hey, all right. So one of you takes the uh, colour, the oh shit moment of uh, suddenly having lost seven sand, but he's still able to act. Yeah, Jack, as you are basically swallowed up by this, uh, by this darkness, all you can hear are just whispers of voices of all the people that have ever died on this planet. And it's all whispering in your ears, talking to you, but in languages you cannot understand, over the top of each other, and just this cacophony fills your brain and fills fills your mind and just shakes you to your core. Uh, can, well, that happens at the top of the round, because it goes on decks 100. We'll go down the uh, the deck sword now, because I need to work out what, uh, what other roles you need to make, depending on your actions. So, Anyone 80, 80 or higher? I'm sorry, see, what, what are we looking for? Dex. Nope. Okay, 75. Okay, Tom, you're up. What do you want to do? There's no 
like visible thing to target, right? It's just this like inky blackness. It um, just seems like this huge column of black which is just rushing through the corridor. Um, if you are looking for a weak spot, can I have a dodge roll, please? Sure. Uh, no. Okay, uh, 1d10, please. Eight. Right, you look into this thing, trying to find any place that you think, is there a, is there a mass, is there something physical that you could put a bullet into? And your eyes just get attracted to these flashes of lightning running through its body. And it's almost, well, it is, having rolled that high, overwhelming. You are blind for one uh, for eight minutes. So 1d10 minutes. My eyes! Yeah, it's, you almost think back to what the, uh, what the priest said, it's blinding visage. Mm. Yeah, he looked a bit too deep too. So you are, um, you are stumbling around in the black at the moment. Uh, you can attempt to do something, but you are blind, so what would you want to do in that circumstance? Um, maybe feel for the stairs to, like, get out. Okay, you're trying to make you're trying to make a run for it. Yes, yes. Um, give me a dex roll, but you're going to have to get under half. No, I failed. Uh, you, you stumble around looking for the wall. You're mm -hmm. not too sure if you're uh, current, trying to find which which way you're going up the corridor. Are you actually did you actually go inside a room by accident as you stumbled around? You're you're trying to find where you are. Right, right. So that was seventy five. Seventy. Jack, you're up. Yeah. Um. Well, Jack, other than hearing all these voices, he still wants to try and do the thing that he was going to do, which would blow himself up to block off the. Okay. To to try block off the cave at least that was his plan, but he also is trying trying to get the others to go. But I don't know with his mental state if he's going to be able to. Well, first of all, give me a demolitions roll. Okay. Ooh. Oh one. Right. Um, you are able to configure the explosive to go off whenever you want. Um, if you are deliberately trying to give them time to um, time to leave, tell me how many rounds you want, uh, you basically you want the fuse to be before it all goes to hell. Shit. Well, from my mind is we don't want this thing getting out, so I'm just going to say three rounds. Okay. So you're then point yelling, uh, yelling to people like, ten, nine, and giving them a countdown to say to give them an idea of how long it is before it all goes up. 65? 60? Then what? You're up. Uh, it's the, uh, the crucifix on the door. I will try to charge the door through the fog and slam it shut. Okay. Uh, give me a strength roll. Sixty-six for sixty-five. I will spend uh, one luck. I think I should spend thirty-four luck. If the if the strength if it is resisting so hard, right? It is. You say is a rushing oil spout. 
Yep, it's got no substance to it though. You grab hold of the door, all you need is a regular success because it's got, right, you're I, not fighting against anything. I press, yeah, I, I press, and if it takes only one uh, bit of will luck, I will press it shut. Okay, well, in this case, you, you pull it shut. Ah. Uh -huh. so, yeah, you, you catch a glimpse through that doorway, keeping your eyes off this thing as you do so. Uh, and this seems to be where the rest of those caverns with that water filled, so that, that lake, this is where it ends up. So you see the stalactites above pointing down onto this just black surface of water down below. Yeah, and you pull the door shut. Yeah, and this and thing I... is still largely out in the corridor. Uh -huh. uh, and what is the handle like? Uh, it's just a very crude wooden handle. It's uh, simply like a bar uh -huh. which goes down and up again. Uh -huh. uh... So uh, when I pull it shut, I'm not cutting the dark shadow in half. Um, to an extent, but some of it's already inside. A, a large is, part of it is already inside. Yeah, very well. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, that is my round. Okay. So you pull the door shut. Uh, Fifty-five. You're up. All right. Um, is uh, is Tom near me? That I saw like fell down. And, and is sort of stumbling around. Give me a luck roll. Uh, ooh, 49, that's a success. Yeah, he is. Okay, so I'll I'll just reach my arm out around and lift him up and start heading up the stairs, trying to get away from uh, Jack, who's about to blow us all up. Okay. <laughs> in which case you can start leading Tom up in that direction. Uh, give me a dex roll to see how far you get. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, all right, that's an 83. Okay, not very far, but at least you grab Tom and start heading in the right direction. So the only one left in the round then must be Thalma. Yeah, I'm running back up okay. the stairs. Give me a dex roll. 32 out of 35. You start running. Yeah, you are. You're probably the one that's up in the lead at the moment. In fact, yeah, you are because no one else really got a uh, got a success to get them close enough to it. Yeah. At this point, I'm simply thinking that somebody has to survive. Mm -hmm. There I, is that. I, I'm not a coward, but at the same time, somebody has to survive. <laughs> this is a smoke monster from hell. All right. In which case, we go to the top of the next round. So it goes first on a hundred. And I think it's going to target the one that it's already already dazzled. So, um, Tom, would you like to roll me a D100? Basically, anything other than zero, zero is great. Uh, 17. Okay, so it definitely engulfs you. That is not a problem. Uh, can I have a power roll from you, please? Ooh, can I spin luck on this? Yeah, you certainly can. All right, that is uh, just a regular success. Okay. Uh, can I have a D3? Because you need an extreme on that pal check. One. Okay. No problem. Uh, you Well, you don't see it, but uh, maybe Helen would see it. That It seems like the head of this tendless column of smoke just rears up and then just wraps itself around Tom like it's like a snake wrapping itself around uh, around him. And then immediately, as soon as it's wrapped itself around, just pulls back and then 
retreats up into up into the air at the top of the corridor. So that's its action this round. Um, I believe Tom is now the next dex order. Uh, the next in dex order. Am I slowing Helen down because she's having to lead me? Because if oh, I'm slowing her down, and be like, "Go, Helen! Just go, Helen! Leave me! Go!" <laughs> give, give me a dex roll to see if you are slowing uh, slowing her down. Uh, that is a hard success. No, you're fine. You're pretty much you're being carried okay. along at the same speed. All right. Well, then, yeah, just mo moving along with Helen. <laughs> Right. Uh, next up, I believe, was uh, Jack. Good old uh, suicide run boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm. I need to try somehow to keep it here. I don't want it going up, so mm -hmm. I'm gonna try keep its attention towards me. I don't okay, know. How. <laughs> I'm just gonna. How are you doing this? I don't. Speaking to a smoke monster probably won't work, so I am trying to just you seeing if it could connect to my mind, so I might be thinking a bit more or something like that just to get its attention if it's... Okay, give me a pal roll. Well, that's a fail. Okay. Um you do you do not know whether it has connected with you or what it's done. You just you have no frame of reference at this point. Yeah. Uh, Pierre's up next, I believe. I believe so. I was hoping that it was a flow and I could stop the flow, but it seems as though, as I look, it is living here. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't think that a falling rock will stop this. It has to be on the other side of the symbol. And so I open the door again mm -hmm. and lean over the abyss and call it all of the worst names I can think of. <laughs> okay, well, you, you head in there then. Um, you do catch a little bit more because this isn't so, it's not just a, like a three or four foot ledge. It does go out about 10 feet. And as you go inside, you can see there are six bodies that are laid out, a couple of them headless. Um, so they're wearing a combination of the resistance uniform. Uh, some of them are Italian uniform as well, uh, just laid in a row like an offering at the edge of the abyss. Um, behind you on the wall, you can see there are very crude, almost um, but cave painting like drawings of just this winged black image uh -huh. that are dotted all along the wall. This, this place is ancient. Um, but you start calling it every name under the sun in French. Give me a power roll. Oh, I'm not very willful. <laughs> That's a natural 99. Okay. Um, in which case, we'll go for the go kind of the most harsher end of the spectrum. Yeah, you get its attention. Um, Helen, you are still leading Tom up the stairs? Yes, as best I can. Okay, give me one, one last X roll for yourself. All righty. Uh, ooh, oh, that's an 04. Yeah, extreme decks. It, the, the two of you are flying up the staircase, probably passing Thelma at this point. Uh, Thelma, you're also running up. Mm -hmm. Dan, give me one last dex roll. Um, nah, 63. I lose my uh, footing. 
Okay, so you are stumbling up the stairs at this point. Right. Maybe, as you say, losing your footing and falling back behind. But uh, Tom and Helen rush to the top. Um, I, I yell at them. I yell at them as they go by me. Uh, we meet at the rendezvous point. I just yell that. So. Okay. Don't wait. Understood. We'll meet you there. All right. Last couple of rolls at this point. Uh, Pierre. Yeah, you pissed it off. So it comes back towards you. Except it doesn't want to wrap itself around you, uh, wrap itself around you like it did with Tom or or Jack. It wants to swallow you. Um, roll percentile for me. 75 or, lo or less is good for me. I think I am also imagining jumping into the abyss. <laughs> I roll a 15. Okay. Um, you imagine, or at least you think, that you're going to make a jump for it as this thing rides up in front of you and then just shoots down straight into your face. Um, you think, if I can turn around, I can jump. This thing doesn't have any dice it deals. It just has damage rating death. Um, you are obliterated. Um, every atom of you that is part of your, uh, part of your flesh disintegrates into dust. And the only thing that's left of this, a Jack might may see in the um, in the door at this point, is just Pierre's there for a second, uh, standing on the edge, and then his clothes just sink to the ground, and he is gone. Tom and Helen, as mentioned, you are running up the staircase, so you are outside the blast radius when Jack's bomb goes off. Um, Thelma can give me a dex or your choice of dex or dodge. Better. I got a 31 out of 35. Hey, right. So. In which case, um, you are carried along by the explosion that goes off behind you as Jack is also obliterated. And the you can hear the, the ceiling of that corridor collapse. So you're thrust forward. It's cosmetic. There's not really anything that, um, that happens to you. Maybe you take more, more ego damage than anything else and collapse with the three of you at the top of the stairs. We'll go into wrap up into a coda then to, uh, to say what happens from here. Now, the next day is when the attack happens on the Gorgopotamus Bridge as Operation Harling is ultimately a success. So that happens at 12, well, not 12, uh, 2300 hours, 11 p.m. that night. By which point, there's already been a day's worth of running cat and mouse gun battle through the uh, through the valleys that run to the west of Castellia. You are making your way, the four of you, towards your rendezvous point, which is still several days away. But something happens on the way that may change uh, how what happens before you get there. Because Tom rolled a one on your D3, that's how many days pass before the first changes start to happen. Uh, can I have a 1d6, please? Three. Uh, times that by five, so that becomes 15. That's how many points of app you lose as you start tw twisting and turning into this. Maybe the hands start go first and they start to become grey-skinned and clawed. Some of your teeth start to extend and become more dog-like as you realise your mouth is also being forced forward into an almost canine-like snout. Uh, can you also give me a d20? 
Ah, oh, you're really using all the dice, aren't you? <laughs> one. <laughs> okay, you only lose one point of sand for the first uh, the first hints of changing. Okay, I rolled a five um, on the first part, so that's twenty-five. No, um, Tom was the only other one that got. Um, the thing wrapped itself around her. Oh, okay. Jack was uh, Jack was also one that would have been starting to change, but decided to blow himself up. So spares the uh, spares the effect of being turned into a ghoul. So, at, at Helen and Tom and I are the only ones to make it out. Do we realize Tom is changing, and so we're do? still going to take him back? Oh dear. Can I, um, is there, is there like a, a resistance I need to have to like not kill myself? Like I see what's happening, you know, if I want to end it, do I have to resist that? Because I don't know, something's happening to me. That is okay. completely your choice to basically go kaboom if yep. you want. I bid you both farewell. Oh, Tom. Right. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> So Helen, the two ladies win. <laughs> yeah, you. Um, Tom walk. Tom walks off into the forest. There's a gunshot, and then there's just a body left there afterwards. Thelma and Helen make it back to the rendezvous point and are currently whisked back. First of all, to Malta, then to Gibraltar, and then back to RAF Tempsford, and asked to make your report. What do you tell them? Uh, this is N that you make your report. Oh, yeah. Tell them everything. Oh, yeah. The truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Okay. In which case, he takes he takes note. He thanks you for your, honestly, for your service. And he's he is somewhat upset about the loss of three, uh, three members of the team, one by their own hand. Well, two by their own hand, technically. And we don't know for sure that we actually stopped it. We buried it. At least no one just... else get turned. Unless there are other ways. That we, we, we opened a way out of the mountain. Yeah, right. It could seep out through the cracks. Oh, Lord. Well, there was already that crack there. If anything, maybe that 99 from Jack on his demolitions maybe was a good thing after all because he did seal the back end. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Fantastic. No, oh, wow. Yeah. And the, the very, very last thing, uh, a couple of days later, after Operation Harling is completely wrapped up, a report gets pushed across N's desk, which he then forwards to both of you, uh, which is to let you know that, unfortunately, there was other fallout that happened as a result of Operation Harling. Um, Italian forces rolled into Castellia a few days after the attack, um, took 14 members of the community, I believe it was 14, let me was get 14 civilians and had them executed as reprisals for the attack on the bridge even though they had nothing to do with it in the town um, that was on December 9th 1942 a memorial remains in Castellia to this day because that was a historical act that did happen um, and wreaths are laid in memory on the second Sunday of every December to those that lost their lives mm. as a result but they were successful in blowing up the bridge to keep the 
Indeed, uh, the, the real Operation Harling was a success and those that performed in the operation are hailed as national heroes in Greek society even to today. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the cost is very, very high. And for those there, of you who are watching, you can watch some YouTube videos where one of the people involved in Harling actually is interviewed. It's very interesting. And there we'll bring it to a close. Excellent. Um, so I, I'm going to ask you if you want to give us a little explanation for what was going on. But oh. my guess was more digging in. You're right. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, what had happened was that back on December 15th, oh, not December 15th, um, November 15th, when the team rolled into town to say, hey, uh, Mr. Priest, we need you to show us around the, the local area to get an idea of uh, places that we can use as a base for the resistance. Uh, they went up the mountain. He showed them around the monastery and that's the point when they found the doorway. Um, think, oh, well, I haven't seen this before because it's just a ruin. No one, never, no one ever goes there. Um, Stefanos found that door uh, sealed with wax and decided, I want to know what's behind here. Kicked it open and let out a great old one. Mm. because this is a this is a ancient temple dedicated to Mordigian, the charnel god and when when it wraps itself around a target it's got a couple of options for its main attack it basically either turns you starts the um, the progression to turn you into a ghoul or obliterates you so pierre pissed it off enough that it obliterated pierre but otherwise it was just going to one by one it was going to try and turn you into a ghoul and then retreat back into its cavern so all it has to do is wait and then you will come to it so there were no humans actually in league with it. It was accidental. It was completely accidental. It was just that the fact the resistance and the part the priest had gone down there to find a place to, uh, to set up a resistance camp and they were turning into ghouls. And uh, the, priest the priest got touched. Mm, yeah, so they, they all got touched by it. Uh, the priest thought because he lost, a sh he lost about 20 points of sand to it because it's a, it's a D20 on the failure if you uh, mm -hmm. make the sand hit. Uh, he went completely off the deep end and thought he'd seen an angel because he just interpreted this thing as this black thing rushing through the air towards him on wings. And he was convinced it was here to help destroy the destroy the Italians. Uh, Stefanos ended up changing first. He changed on the, the patrol when they went out and he was the one that killed the other two. And in, even in his kind of blind, uh, blind rage and insanity, he did end up scratching um, Alexis. So her wounds were, weren't self-inflicted, they were real. And she went back to the, um, the camp after Stefanos went back to the monastery to go and be with his god. Um, cave the cover story about, oh, it was a bear. Look, it's obviously a bear that could do this kind of, uh, kind of attack and tried to cover for him. Because she was realizing by this point that she is also slowly turning. Uh, the reason why she has turned to be a saboteur is partly A, to distract them so they don't find her lover up on the hill and don't kill him as a monster. Um, but also, she realizes that she is starting to get hungry for a certain uh, type of meat, dead yeah. meat. So she caused uh, the explosion. Yep, uh, she steals the uh, stick. Uh, the st steals the explosives. Big burrows because ghouls are really good at burrowing. Um, burrows it under the fuel dump, and her idea is blow it up, make a huge fireball that goes up into the uh, goes up into the sky, brings the Italians in. Uh, it's her and Stefanos that do a coordinated attack on the uh, the armored truck, and then they set the flare off. So they're hoping that both forces will basically come together and meet on the in the valley, and there will be slaughter on both sides. At which point, 
happy days it's a massive feast for the ghouls right yeah so they're, they're purely out there just uh, basically stoke fires get more people killed as possible and then enjoy the carnage so tasia was not involved no, she was just a regular, oh. uh, regular human. <laughs> well, she's, she's, a, a lot she's a bit of a not everyone from Lamia is even. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a um, you failed on the occult roles, but there is actually a, a bit of a local legend, but it's kind of Eastern Europe, uh, really, that they could partly interpret it um, how this thing was going to be. Um, say vi vicolacas. Um, it's like a vampire, but it eats flesh rather than uh, rather than blood. The only, uh, I think, the only other person to uh, potentially be a loose end here. Yeah, the father. He's slowly turning into a ghoul. If you uh, took his bed sheets off, you would have found he had hoof feet. Ah. Oh. So he's the only one that's. Uh, he's the only ghoul that survives. Uh, survives this. So he goes to eventually, after you've fled town, uh, he will find try and find his way below ground to be with his god and maybe uh, try and exploit the war a little more at a later date. But his religious stuff was all just delusion. Yeah, because he, he took a 20-point sand hit and was completely ah, indefinitely yeah. insane. So he just interpreted everything through his religious lens and was convinced that this, this angel of death had come to help the Greeks and kill all the Italians. Fantastic. Our players included Holly Buto, uh, David Gassaway, Stuart Lively, Josh Harwood, and myself with Matthew Sanderson, Asset Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up a private game and you can uh, learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastery. There's one below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering the questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft that calls the Google Voltline game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.